Hello and welcome to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast virtual edition. Yes. Beep, beep, boop, Hello. Beep, boop, boop. I'm Emily. Travis. Matt, hi. Hi. We're on the Zoom. We're on the Zoom because I got too busy and didn't watch the movies in time, to be honest. <laughs> so we're, we're Zooming it. And uh, so that's that. Who's Zooming who? Yeah, there's nothing that can be done about it. Uh, we did have a great. We did have a great time uh, last Friday, though. Oh yes, let's talk about it, shall we? What a what a it was the event of the decade, as far as I'm concerned. It was not I to agree. be missed. The 2020s, the event of the 2020s. I don't think a, an event by the end of this decade yeah, like, will have will have come through. It's like this is good. This COVID. Yeah. What else? I Joe Biden. Know. I mean, this is obviously way better than COVID. Uh, yeah, it was way better than COVID. Actually, we had way a better pretty, than COVID. Pretty packed house at the Beacon to see Mute Witness, which a lot of people hadn't seen before, and a lot of people loved. I think everybody in that theater, ex- excluding us, everybody in that theater except for like two people said that they'd never seen it before. I think two people we, raised their hands. Yeah, there was only like two who'd seen it before. So um, we we exposed, and uh, those people were assholes. <laughs> the people that saw it sucked. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why uh, were they there taking we, up spots? I would say uh, I would say we probably exposed 40 people to that movie. Like, how fucking yeah. cool is that? Got a nice little round of applause. We're out here doing work, to be honest. Got a lot of yeah. letterbox reviews that were very positive. I was just uh, a couple hours ago talking to my friend who was at the show and he was uh, glowing. Loved the movie. Uh, so if you and, and yeah, then he, probably and he, are responsible. Yeah, I think he'd gone home and like checked to see if he could find it and watch it again somewhere. And it was like, nope, sorry. No, <laughs> this was your this was your one shot, but you did it. Sorry, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> We're probably responsible for raising the score on that movie on Letterboxd, to be honest, at least like a full point. Yeah, I think probably yeah. And doubling the amount of people who had even reviewed it on there. Yeah, I would think. So um, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. If you did. Thanks to everybody who came you, out. And if you didn't drop dead. <laughs> if you weren't one of those 45 people in that in that audience you need to go fuck yourself very important at the uh, very least i'm demanding that you go fuck yourself yeah that was my first um my first public appearance after um struggling through covid for wow. a solid a solid 10 days too so i didn't have uh, barely, uh. i had barely any person-to-person interaction with human beings and then I got up uh, in uh, in front of uh, forty five people and and talked for eight minutes. Uh, so that was <laughs> somewhat intense. At least thirty percent of those people are dead now. So yeah, yeah, uh, it was a it was a mass death event. Unfortunately, it was worth it. Super but, spreader. It was a super spreader event. <laughs> oh no! I well, it, God, I hope not. Actually, it was Ebola. It turns out, and it, and not like the real kind, but the uh, the outbreak. The move, the, the the kind from the movie Outbreak that's like preposterous. Whoa! Oh, yeah. the, Have you the found the monkey? Have we found the monkey yet? I am the I am actually the monkey. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm still alive and everybody else is dead. There we go. You're the do... Eggman. I'm the walrus, <laughs> and Travis is the monkey. <laughs> yeah. So sorry about that. Sorry about killing all those people. But at least you got to go out watching a, a classic, nasty little. Uh, brisk movie with a 10 year old uh, with a, a a scene in it with Alec Guinness that had been shot 10 years before the movie came out. Classic. Pretty fun stuff. I, st- I still think the ending of that movie leaves a little extra to be desired. Yeah. 
Even with the that car explosion that's out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I love that. I think that it would be cooler if the guy the cop was the Reaper and Alec Guinness was a decoy. Okay. Mm, yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like, why did he leave? Why did he let me keep the diskette? Oh, it's because he's not really anybody important at all. I'm the Reaper, like the Kaiser Soze thing. I would have got that, yeah. Oh. You know, but it's yeah, still great. Okay. It's still great. Don't get me wrong. It's still great. And we got a bunch of people to go see it. Way more people than came out for uh, Femme Fatale. So, uh, no, that was about as full. No, 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 no. It was probably, it was. probably 20 fewer people at Femme Fatale, I would say, something oh, like that. Well, nobody liked that you one. Just, you just truly <laughs> can't get people to see Femme Fatale. That's what we've come to learn, because we got a, a nearly a packed house out for, for Mute Witness, a movie that has barely even exists. That's probably and, why we got so many people, to be honest, though. Like, people are like, what the hell is this? What the fuck is this? And then yeah. they're like, Femme Fatale, I know what that is. No thanks. Well, we'll have to figure out a go-to for the next time. Yeah, there will be a next one. And then, of course, um, there is the potential a 50-50 chance that we do a, a thing that will be the most exciting um, screening in the history of all of history, basically. Uh, but... I asked I asked young Tommy about that after the show. Yeah. And he said that uh, their next Egyptian show is in October. So that will probably have to be a spooky times show. I mean, it's but the one well... after that is us. We th- we're pretty sure that that's going to happen. He's pretty sure that we'll be able to get the slot. Whether or not we can get the thing is another issue. Okay. Well, everybody. But he seems confident that we can do both. We're not going to obviously tell you any of the listeners what it is because we don't want to jinx it. And we probably just shouldn't do that because we don't know if it's going to happen. But believe right. me, you should be 50% extremely excited that this happens. Uh, if we, it will be if we amazing. Can, if we can pull this off, it's. For me personally, it's a dream come true. It would be a defining event in my life. Yeah. And you should fly in if as long as if you're in. One hundred percent fly here. To this see is this. Damn, it's incredibly I like, exciting. I know what this is. I guess I should be more excited about it. It's not the kind of thing that uh, that uh, everybody in the world would be excited about, but there's a lot of people who would be very excited about it. Yeah. Uh, but we've we've already said too much without basically yeah. saying anything. Um, Speaking of saying too much and saying nothing at all, that's setting them up for you. What are we doing today? <laughs> we are um, just be- basically on a whim. I think it was because we were talking speaking about of, speaking of dreams come true. <laughs> this is definitely a dream come true for Matt. And thank God that you're here because only I, I just... only one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um. We, we, I think we just got excited talking about this trilogy of movies when we were talking about Law Abiding Citizen, another Gerard Butler film. And uh, and we just said, fuck it. And we might as well talk about all three of the Has Fallen's movies. Mm-hmm. The Mike mm-hmm. Banning trilogy. Yep. A we're thrill- a big fan of, of Banning. <laughs> You're a fan of Banning. Yeah. These are three movies that you could really sit down and watch and only one of them only one of them, I think, is actually good, and that one comes with some severe, severe caveats. I personally think that... I, I think, think the third one's good. I think it's Matt thinks fine. that... Uh, to speak for Matt here, because I, I know, uh, Matt thinks that London Has Fallen is, is the best of the three. I, I think technically Angel Has Fallen is considerably better than the first two, but who fucking cares? It's like yeah. a better movie, but that's not what I want from one of these Has Fallen movies. That I think... It, 
yeah, it's less belligerent and less stupid. So that and so it's kind of like, who? Why does it even exist? And but also like, the third one, the third one hinges on a on a plot device that just kind of doesn't make any sense. And so, I, <laughs> I mean, like, relative <laughs> relative to the other two, it doesn't make any sense. Can, and I so guess. you're it's kind of like uh, it's kind of going nowhere fast and the action is fine but i don't know when you're when you're stuck when you're stuck with your tim blake nelson as a <laughs> diabolical shady vice president i feel like you're out of gas love an evil vice president no uh, that, on the that other movie... hand that one does have nick nolte as as weird dad that's why it's so fun i love nick nolte as mountain he's the Grandpa. best thing about it absolutely he's the best thing about it that movie literally the angel has fallen the third one is literally out of gas because <laughs> mike banning can't take no more of this i mean yeah, he can't he want any more of this we'll get to it but did, did we say the years that these movies came out because the because angel has fallen came out fucking three four years ago for God's yes. sakes. I mean, shit. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, it's and like the, what? 2012? So Olympus has fallen. 2013. Olympus has fallen. Uh, London has fallen. It's 2016. And Angel has fallen, like Travis said, just 2019. Every just three years. Brief years Every three years they put one of these things out. Uh, so we should be expecting another. No, no, we didn't. We should have expected one last year. That's too bad. Um. Uh, so we're going to go ahead. And I have I have some ideas about what part four should be. All right. All right. Very good. Well, let's start off with uh, 2013's Olympus Has Fallen. Mr. President, five minutes, sir. Evening, ma'am. Merry Christmas, Mike. Mustang, this is Big Top, bringing out the full package. Where'd that come from? Everybody knows you did the right thing on that bridge. Even the president knows. You gotta learn how to get back into the real world. Mr. President, we're ready for you. Our guests have arrived. I'd like to welcome you to the White House, sir. Sir, there's been an inclusion. Let's go, move. Give me the Pentagon on the line now. Olympus is falling. Uh, a movie that, that follows in the rich tradition of two movies coming out the same time with the same story. In yes. The, in, the, in the manner of Volcano and, and Dante's Peak and Armageddon and Deep Impact, we had Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down, which, Bugs by Life the and way, Ants. Bugs, and Bugs, Bugs Life and Ants, Ants. yes. I would say this is With, the fourth most famous instance of this happening. Well, I also watched White House Down again. I back to back that oh. with Olympus Has Fallen because I was bored. And? And you know you know what? I was bored at the end of that, too. <laughs> Doesn't that one have uh, Channing Tatum in it, though? It's C. Tates and Jamie Foxx as Barack Obama. I love Channing. And James Woods. James Woods is one of the bad guys. He's, <laughs> as himself. He's sort of... He's sort of the main bad guy. And then at the very end, there's a heel turn for Richard Jenkins. That's right. And it has, uh, it has Maggie Gyllenhaal. Wow. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a star studded Roland Emmerich movie. 
It's a roll. It's a fucking Roland Emmerich movie, and I famously have a weakness for Roland Emmerich, and I have a weakness for that movie as well. I what are his other movies? Independence Day. Hello, um, Hello. Roland, whatever his name is. A little rolling, movie. Rolling, rolling, keep keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. A little movie called that one about how Shakespeare wasn't real. Whatever. Anonymous. That's called. Anonymous. Thank you. What? Uh, uh, his last his last masterpiece was a little thing called Moonfall. Maybe you've heard of a little movie called Midway. <laughs> about the, the moon is coming. Snorroboro. No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Moonfall's awesome. Moonfall is kind of awesome. 2012, I I own on on Blu-ray. I love that movie. Oh, 2012, cool. I know that one. That is some classic Travis shtick right there. <laughs> owning owning 2012. I watched it. I've watched it in the last like eight months too. Like that I'll is put... a bad bad movie. I do admit, uh, in all fairness, I do fast forward to the uh, special effects sequences. I don't actually I don't actually watch it all the way through. But I feel still. like that one came out the same time as like Day After Tomorrow or something. So is that another instance? But that's same Day director. After, so same no. director. What? Yeah. This his deal. He does he does stuff like that, like big disastrous yeah. type stuff. Well, and go, ten thousand BC. And movies about Stonewall and how Shakespeare wasn't real. That's this he is what did he make does. a movie about Stonewall. You know what? <laughs> he has his interests. For, you for know? a Roland Emmerich movie, Stonewall is a huge disappointment because only one only one building gets knocked over. <laughs> people despise that movie. I mean, he's made no, his fair share. Of, I mean, he made that Godzilla movie that people hate more than anything in the entire world. And I think people hated Stonewall, the Stonewall movie, more than that somehow, which is pretty well, incredible. Well, it is worse. I, I mean, tech, I think technically it is. It's much more of a betrayal. It's much more of a, to, to betray the people at Stonewall is a lot worse than betraying yeah. Godzilla fans or whatever it is. White, uh, White House Down's main problem is that it is it is absolutely taking a, a page out of the terrorist diehard playbook. But it's kind of toothless. It's PG-13. It's a little too like it wants to be it wants to be a violent you know, action movie spectacle, but it keeps pulling its punches. And that's what Olympus has fallen is. It's it's way more violent than White House Down, at least it, from what I hear. That's kind of the only thing that Olympus has fallen has over White House Down, because uh, you're right. It is way more violent and I've, relatively more exciting. But it's also like it's so crappily made and the action's not very good. But I've never seen more people get shot with guns than in all three of these <laughs> movies combined. Yeah. Olympus I really don't think true. so. Olympus has fallen. I mean, I, I think I like it maybe more than you do, Matt. I have some affection for it because I think it is probably the most violent movie in the history of movies. No, no movie's <laughs> ever been more violent than this. Has I don't it, think that's name, true. Name one movie that's more. Lo I mean, London has fallen. <laughs> I think. Oh, I thought Olympus. Uh, I mean, how do you measure these things? But just to my mind, Olympus has fallen, at least just for that first like like 20 minutes of carnage where Olympus, you know, spoiler alert, falls. Falls. Uh, I, I, it's like so violent. It's insane. And, and I just laughed the whole way through. Uh, and then it, it, and then it, the, the movie just tapers off from there and ends with like a boring fight scene in a gray hallway. I think that you, I generally agree with you about this, except that I think that the action in Olympus Has Fallen is like kind of poorly staged. Like the mayhem is apparent, but you're kind of not really seeing much. It's a lot of just guys like going, like, gah, 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 and then they fall over. Like it's, there's nothing really intense about it. There's nothing really yucky about it. And I, th I think that the secret to a good Mike Banning movie 
is you as an audience member need to be experiencing some revulsion. I sp- <laughs> Okay. There's definitely more revulsion in London Has Fallen and very little revulsion in, in uh, Angel. So there you go. Right. I think it's and uh, I mean, Olympus was, has uh, fallen. Olympus has fallen. Got me as soon as we got the icy car accident with the first lady falling to her death. Oh, at the beginning the of the movie, and, and into the river, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm in." What's next? Yeah. You, know, you know what the 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 running theme of all three of these movies is? Nobody can trust that Mike Banning. <laughs> okay, so yeah, let's let's talk let's talk it through. Um, the it, Olympus opens with one of the. I mean, there's all these are bad movies directed by the highly erratic Antoine Fuqua. Antoine Fuqua, who directed Training Day, of course. Training and, Day, but and, also and, a lot of other garbage. Also, Olympus has fallen. So yeah, all oh, the he runs the gamut from Training Day to Olympus has fallen. Uh, which is okay. So, anyways, it's uh, Mike Banning is a Secret Service. He's introduced boxing with he's the president the of the United Service States. Agents. He's the president's body man, <clears throat> but he's also the, the president's best friend. They're buddies. Right. They box together, <laughs> and they, we all, all three of us, know exactly what that feels like. Aaron Eckhart is is the president. I'm trying to I'm trying to find his uh the the name. <laughs> Hopefully, it's in Asher. my notes. So Asher, President Asher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, boy, I was not going to remember that. Uh, yeah, they're boxing and they're like <laughs> busted. They like to bust each other's balls. Uh, Aaron Eckhart also turns up in London has falling and we get more of their uh, annoying relationship. But in but in this one, they're they're friends. And but everything is done with with, with such a way where you're kind of like, I know exactly what's going to happen here, because it's like you'll see Aaron Eckhart with his wife, Ashley motherfucking Judd. That's right, baby. One Judd at least for this movie. One Judd at least. And it's like, I love you so much, honey. So much. And she's like, and I love you so, so much. And you know what I also love? President husband. President husband. And what I love more than even possibly even more than you is being alive. God, I love being alive. And I would really (laughs) be so upset if that were to, to end at any point, especially soon. He's like, I would hate that too, honey. I would really hate that. And so they go driving. Uh, they're at Camp David, of course, and um, where presidents go. And they go. And driving. the kid doesn't want to be in the car. The kid, the kid wants to ride with uh, Banning because obviously, because he's, yeah. he's the coolest. And luckily for him, though, because there's a bit of a car accident on these icy roads. Mike Banning's trying to teach his kid how to be how to be a Secret Service agent too. He's <laughs> like, that's not going to happen, dude. He's going to be. He's going to run a. A fucking nonprofit or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a fail son. It's just gonna happen. Uh but anyways, uh yes, there's a they're apparently driving like ninety miles an hour across an icy bridge. I think like a branch hits the windshield of the car, it spins out, and the, the presidential limousine is hanging off of the end of the bridge. And this is where they get into this. This is pure movie horse shit, especially movies Magic. like this. Sorry. Movie magic. magic is what I meant to say, uh, where like they, this f- fucking thing is going. The wife is like trapped in through de- various car accident stuff. Like she can't they can't seat get belts. her seatbelt off or whatever. The president, <laughs> you know, car is, accident the stuff. president is not trapped in there. And it's like, I got to save you, Mr. President. And he's like, yeah, well, he's, he's like my wife. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then the car falls. My wife. 
and the car falls. There's not. I mean, he saved. It's amazing enough that he saved the president. But but throughout this whole thing, it's like I don't want to look at Mike Banning because he didn't save my wife. Right. What happens to the kid? The kid uh, just the kid exists. Is, is sad. But I mean, like I was kind of surprised that the kid doesn't have a recurring presence in the movie. He comes no, he, back yeah, at the end. He's in the movie. Yeah, but well, he comes I, back at the end. But like, no, no he like, doesn't have a role. Where's the kid? in Olympus he, has fallen. Yeah. No, kid. he is hundred percent in the movie. Mike Banning finds him in like a in the crawl space, and then like, yeah. and then rescues him. The kid. I mean, we don't. Is, yeah. Yeah. we don't yeah. find out like how his life's going or anything. But he is definitely part of what makes this like a com- a compelling movie because he has to save a child. He does yes. a video. Yeah. He does a video conference with his dad in in London has fallen, and so he goes to college. It's or or private school or something like that. Either yeah. way, so so the kid's a minor character in the movie, and uh, and so of course, I mean, this is just the sort of thing where that that breaks up their relationship. Mike can't can barely live with himself, but he didn't do anything wrong. We saw it happen. He it's amazing enough that he's managed to save the president. It's one of those things where they just don't want to have like the the hero having any weaknesses. Like they just give him a weakness without us seeing it happen or anything like that. Uh, so that's well, annoying weak- to me. His weakness is that he's, you know, scarred by failure. Yes, but he didn't. And fail. If, if, there, if there's one thing that Mike Banning doesn't do, it's fail. <laughs> it's failure. He just, <laughs> he, you know, it, when when failure approaches Mike Banning, he stabs it in the throat, puts it, puts his dick in its mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> And tells it to go the fuck back to hell. And then he has to shoot it with at least 10 bullets because because everyone gets shot at least 20 million times in this movie. But no, he doesn't want to disappoint the president who is also his buddy. Smashes it with a bust of Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll get to it. I like that. But people are always bringing that up. Like his enemies throughout the movie are going like, are you the one who failed to save the president's wife? And it's like, he he didn't. He did a good job. He did the best that he could. We all saw it. He saved the president. But Mike Banning, he took he he takes it literally his only job after the after this precipitating incident. Actually, Judd is there's no longer one Judd in this movie. Um, <laughs> it's just a it's just a glorified cameo, and he is Mike Banning is married to Radha Mitchell, and he's so sad he can't go to parties. Like she's <laughs> like, you want to go to this party with me? He's like, not really. And uh, so we know he's all <laughs> fucked up in the head. But he's a or she's a nurse though. Yes. So it's not like she can go to that many parties. Yeah, I know. Just the, the rare nurse party that she gets to go to. And he and he and he's too sad to go. He goes back to yeah. meet, meet up with Angela Bassett. Yes. Angela Bassett <laughs> is a primary uh, cast member here. There's a lot of people who are too good for this movie in this movie. I'll tell you that. I believe she's uh, sec. There's not a Bassett in this movie. I think she's sec homeland in this. Is she not? Uh, probably. Uh... I don't know, but there wasn't enough for her to do in this movie for sure, which made the second one <laughs> even comes, better. She comes <laughs> back for the second one. Right. And uh, and then there's Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. who's the got, speaker of the house. And we got uh, we got who else? Apparently, somebody is vice president. Melissa Leo is is sec deaf. Oh well, we'll talk about oh, that. that. Oh I, God, she got. I got shit. a fucking problem with that. Angela Angela Bassett is Secret Service director. No, yeah. uh, Melissa Leo is sec deaf, and then Morgan Freeman is the Speaker of the House, and then uh, the bad guys are North Koreans. <laughs> like, but for is- some reason, 
Like, it doesn't really make any sense that the bad guys are like, let's go blow up the United States so that we can prove to them that we are not having a famine right now. Okay. (laughs) I think it's I think it's one of my favorite things about this movie that the bad guys are North Koreans. And yeah. they they do a really good job. They do a really good job. They're fucking incredible terrorists. We got to get to it. All right. So Mike Bannon, <clears throat> Mike Banning, is talking to Angela Bassett. So he's like at the White House or around the White House or something like that. And she's like, he just hangs out there. He's uh, he's like, I'm thinking about getting back into the action again. And she's like, I don't think so. The president doesn't like to look at you because you didn't manage to save his wife in that two second window before the limousine fell off of the bridge. Uh, so it's all very <laughs> sticky. It's all very sticky wicked. And he's like, all right, well, that's too bad. Uh, anyway, that's why I'm sad. I can't go to parties. And then at this exact moment, uh, the president, Aaron Eckhart, President Asher is um, President le- Asher is leading the South Korean president around on a tour of the White House. And then things start to really happen very, very fast because it's at this moment that a giant plane flies in over Washington, D.C., and it has giant, giant miniguns, like four giant miniguns sticking out of the side of it. Yeah, they truly, they truly absolutely massacre, they massacre every single person working at the White House. (laughs) Like they're, like they're nothing. The the lawn is just torn up. This, this like North Korean terrorist group is just like picking them off, not even one by one, but like thousands, but like they're, the staff, the whole like rehiring of the White House staff after this movie had got to be insane. Oh my Literally god! Literally, everyone, almost really everyone dies. Jobs in Washington D.C. The body I count. I found this. I found this a little incredulous, just because it's 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 an AC one thirty. It's decimating the White House air defenses, like absolutely <laughs> just slaughtering everyone in its path. It's this like lumbering, big airplane. Yeah, and then later in the movie. There are like six fast attack gunships that are coming after the exact same target and the White House air defenses are flawless. <laughs> they can kill anything. It's moving really fast and is dexterous, but not this fucking Moby Dick like hovering <laughs> over the White House. It's a slow thing. It's like it's a very slow contrived. A slow cargo plane that comes in with four, like nobody ever thought of a plane sticking like miniguns out of a side. And those things have really nice 30 30 millimeter cannons on them. Sure. That makes sense. But also there's no way they couldn't shoot it down. The plane. No way. But I love the fact that the plane, that this plane, how I mean, it's all redounds to how successful this entire terrorist operation is. I'm kind of like, you know, look, hey, I don't agree with them killing everybody and stuff, but you got to kind of give it up to them. Like they do. They do great. They even uh, North Korea shred the top of the Washington Monument. Yeah. The plane, which, uh, by the way, is completely rebuilt by the time the next movie happens. (laughs) There's like there's like literally no reference to this movie in any of the sequels. Yeah. And we don't (laughs) hear there was a massive attack on American soil. The president was taken hostage twice. Kind of never comes up ever again. This is, you know, I I don't know what the final tally body count is, but it's got it's arguably worse than 9-11. I would think. No, that was uh, many thousands of people. I... I feel like thousands of people get killed because they're just no. shooting Lon- at every London. London might have thousands of body count, but not this one. Okay, this probably has the. It probably has London like, definitely has lots. This this mid hundreds. 
This is a three you, you figure mean, you body mean count like, movie. You mean like five, like five hundred? You think five hundred tops? That's I've, pushing it. Okay, but like, but the 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 point is that this plane is flying around and it's and it's using its Uzi or its uh, Uzis, its machine guns to take out the other planes, the defensive planes, of course. But it's also just shooting at people on the ground, which is my favorite thing. Yeah, and it really reminds me of that scene in uh, that fourth Rambo movie. Where he's uh, where he's got that like crazy just machine nuking gun. people and with it's the just nuking, yeah. but it's all like it's all digital effects too, so it looks really crummy. I mean, it's yeah. theoretically like gory because you see a blur of like red and stuff when it mows people down, but it's very funny. Uh, I, I like I, the first time I saw this, I was just laughing my fucking ass off. I, it's the, the sight of this, the special effects aren't all that are not particularly great, and the carnage is extremely high, and it goes on and on and on. And at one point, Mike, so Mike Banning's like out on the street and he's running around and, he, and he's just like super powerful machine guns are killing everything in sight. And he'll tackle people and go like, get down, get down and sit next to this car. Like, I guess maybe that'll <laughs> save him. I don't think the car is going to stop the bullets. Nope. It, but that's kind of that's kind of what bugs me about it. I mean, explode. I I understand why this is amusing. Like conceptually, I get it. But it it there's. There's nothing tactile. There's nothing palpable. There's no jeopardy. It just seems like whatever. There's just a bunch of fake CGI bullets and stuff. It just <laughs> at no point does it seem like there's anything actually going on. It just sort of feels it feels so dead. It feels like so empty, so perfunctory. It's not shot or cut or edited or or it doesn't and it doesn't look very good. It just feels like it looks, oh, bad. you know. Yeah, it looks bad. Oh, so, there uh, are know. a couple times it looks good, though, because there was a <laughs> when they're massacring everyone on the White House lawn, there's a gorgeous pink and purple sunset that's going on in the background, oh. which I did oh. notice because of the juxtaposition. Magic hour. It was magic that's, hour. That's Truly. the genius of Antoine Fuqua. Terrence Malick will be proud. But I, I, I the, North Korea, South Korea, always you wrestle inside me. The the lack of the lack of gravity to the whole thing is why I find it so amusing. It's oh oh it's, I completely agree with you. I'm just saying, like as an action movie sort of aficionado, this is shit. Yeah, it it feels like a dream. You're just sort of like this can't be happening. Like this is too weird and looks too crummy, but it it is at least in the context of this movie, this yeah. really happens. And and at the same time, so the the, the plane like mows down mid mid thousand, you know, five five to eight hundred people, pretty high body count. And then it crashes into the Washington Monument and knocks it down. There's an even better building toppling that happens in the next movie that I can't wait to talk about. But so that so then that plane like crashes on the ground. It was a suicide mission. And then inside the White House, there's Koreans. Wait, it's a suicide mission. Right, the plane crashes. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming guess. that these people thought that they were gonna not survive this. Okay. <laughs> no, they thought they were all gonna go home. And then they will just fly the big plane, the big slow plane, back to. Yeah, all, yeah. all in a day's work. <laughs> I'm still very. I I want to have a conversation about what it is that we're actually attempting to accomplish here. So <laughs> they were just trying to do a really, really good job at terrorism, and they yeah. do. Because because yeah. now the president's like in a safe house, the 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 bunker, the bunker part where that they presumably take a president when this kind of shit happens. And it's in does, the panic room in the panic room. And you got the they got the um the South Korean president in there with them. And then Melissa, Melissa Leo, who's like his secretary of defense. Apparently, the vice president is somewhere around here. No one knows. We don't know. 
Because He's Morgan around. Freeman is the secret is the speaker of the house. And yeah. He becomes president. So presumably the vice president got killed some somewhere here, too. He's probably on the lawn. He was one of those people who got blurrily <laughs> executed on the lawn. Wait, we didn't we didn't mention that there's another person that works at the White House and his last name is McDermott. Oh, Mermit McDermott. Mermit McDermott. McDermott. Yeah. Absolutely. Dylan McMillan. He's <laughs> no Marmot Dill Rooney. But uh, no, yeah, that's for sure. And he's in the quintessential role where you're like, well, he's got to be a bad guy. Yeah, right. He's uh, he's absolutely Xander Xander Berkeley in uh Air Force One. I wasn't yes. even uh, shocked or tricked. So no, yeah, no, it's just sort of yeah. like I, I recognize that guy. He's a fairly big name actor. And he's like, yeah, I'm just uh, one of your friends, Mike. And you're I'm like, just nope, a guy. You're a bad, well, nope, especially nope, because guy. When, when he shows up in the movie, he's like, hey, Mike Banning, I'm your good buddy. I love you. But remember that time where you completely failed to stop the president's life from falling <laughs> off a cliff? Man, that was a tough break, buddy. How you doing? And you're like, this guy's clearly. And that kind of thing happens again. Guy. That kind of thing happens again in the third movie. Super yes. hard. Yes, and, it does. Uh, and I wasn't tricked again. All three of these movies, they couldn't pull a fast one on me. They're, <laughs> so I'm, they're I'm, shockingly I'm stupid movies, but also you're way too smart for this shit. <laughs> well, that's yeah. arguable because usually I'm tricked. I, they're not trying. They're not trying hard either. I feel like I feel like when these like when Mermit McMill McMillmy shows up <laughs> in this Mermit McMillmy, when he shows up and he's like, "Hey, Mike Manning, I hope you don't think I'm the bad guy because I'm your buddy." <laughs> you're like, "Oh my god, this guy's the bad guy!" I'm so excited. Like yeah. you're you're supposed to know that the guy is up to no good. Yeah, I he's not so. that. He's not that cool of a bad guy though. No. It's, pre- it's I don't pretty think so. funny. It's one of those. They, they do this again with another character in London has fallen too. where towards the end. He's thwarted and he's like, I'm, I really messed up, didn't I? Yep. Boy, I really made a mess of things. You're like, you sure did, man. Yeah, because he's the bad guy, but he's not the main villain. There's another bad guy yeah. ahead of him that he's doing this for. He's just caught in the middle because money. I should say committing treason for the low, low price of $10 million is definitely screwing the pooch. You definitely made a mistake or two <laughs> somewhere along the way. I, I love it when these guys are found out inevitably at the end that they've got like an ideologue speech about like why they did it. Like, oh, the president, the president is steering this country down the wrong path. My only choice was to sell my loyalty to the highest bidder and have him <laughs> murdered along with thousands of other people because I because that's it that'll point. fix it I, I, I had a point here somewhere what was it I <laughs> don't the, know and the highest bid was ten million dollars I mean right that's not for this sort, for the it. sort of shit that he does in this yeah but he, was chomp, he was chomping at the bit he was just like sure yeah sold let's go let's do it let's I, go I also think this shit is really funny in light of sort of the last decade or so of current events and and presidential history where like You've got these characters in in more than one of these movies and it also happens in White House Down that are like, I had no choice but to betray my country, sell our nuclear secrets, murder dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of people <laughs> in, like service, in service of killing many, many more millions. I like oh, how yeah. unsure we are at the number of deaths. <laughs> the number of dead people, yeah. We, we never keep being like, us. yeah, there were several, but also maybe 9-11 vibes. Yeah. We're, we're like, really I, not sure. 
I had no choice but to do this because the president was steering us down the wrong path. And it was my only option to stop him from signing the treaty that would appease our enemies. <laughs> and like you look at you look at modern politics, it's like, man, the Republicans are just like, oh, the president wants to do a thing? Nah. Never yeah. mind. We'll just <laughs> we're just not gonna do that. No, we're not gonna do that. They're cool. And with, instead of like, you know, like you don't see Mitch McConnell going like, well, I sold the nuclear weapon codes to the North Koreans because I didn't want uh, fucking Barack Obama to like give people health care. You know what I mean? It's no, like, they, yes, <laughs> the, the the republic like tr Trump basically is like buddies with Putin and and like essentially yeah. works essentially works for Putin and the Republicans are like that's fine we like Putin more than Biden. You're like yeah. damn, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that seems like, bad. Where where's the movie about how Elon Musk owns the Ukrainian communication system? <laughs> yeah, and just kind of lets them have it because he's bored. Yeah, because uh, fuck it, know? who cares? Who gives a shit? Maybe that'll maybe that'll own the libs. Um, but this is unbelievable. Since, since you're talking about it, this is what Marmot McDermott uh, says to him. I love how how vague <laughs> and <laughs> just the fact that he's being this passionate about this because like uh, Aaron Eckhart has given him the business when he's still got like a when Marmot McDermott is still pointing a gun at him. He's and giving he's going, him the like, business. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Eckhart's like, how could how could you be such a traitory traitor? And he's like, how could you sell us out? And then Marmot goes, uh, you sold out this country long before I ever did. This is a, this is a quote. Globalization and fucking Wall Street. I'm a fucking rookie compared to you. Those are his reasons. Globalization yep, keywords, and baby. Wall Street. It's all about those right. keywords, those hot words. You got to throw them out. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart, yeah. he's, he's the world's first SEO terrorist. <laughs> yes. he, he's got a rank, baby. Aaron Eckhart, for sure, the first president to be on board with globalization and Wall Street. Um, I think Aaron Eckhart, <laughs> he I feel like he's a good president, right? I don't know. From what from what we know. I feel like we're supposed to think he's like, you know, Martin Sheen. You know what I mean? He's like a great, great man. Fucking, fucking great, great guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's that's my my problem with Aaron Eckhart is going to color my interpretation of this character. Wait, you don't I, like I mean, him? he's he's not, not as a... good in this as he was in Suspect Zero, or was it Taking Lives? <laughs> I, maybe, no one remembers. I think not I've as good as in, in I Frankenstein. <laughs> I Frankenstein, where Frankenstein has... solves crimes. He I Frankenstein, more like face. I Caramba. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, excellent. Um, but yes, I, I think Aaron, I, I'm not a, all that big a fan of Aaron Eckhart. And so like when he's being like all manly and, and heroic, I'm like, yeah, uh, -huh. like, I just but don't, I, I just don't buy it for a one second. One of the things I like about these, this, these first two is that, uh, president Aaron Eckhart is kind of a wiener. He's a, like, yes, there he's are multiple times in both movies where he's like, Mike Banning, don't let him get me. You can't <laughs> let him get me. Well, to be fair, <laughs> that's the second that's... one. Mike Banning's not supposed to let anyone get him. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, he's right. But but like I like in the second one, he's like, don't you let him get me, Mike Banning. If it comes to that, I want you to put one on my computer. Like, I want you to kill me, Mike Banning, if the terrorists get close. <laughs> like he's he's just like, I am not gonna let my children watch me get killed on YouTube. <laughs> it's so funny. Maybe on Vivo, but not YouTube. Damn, and he almost does get slashed live stream. It gets pretty close, yeah. but, just we're, like, but 
It's just like when a rough presidency. Let's put it that way. What was the movie we just watched with baby Oscar Isaac where he was like, I don't want to get beheaded on TV? Body of Lies. Yeah, same. Same Z's. Body of Lies. He went out fine. He got blown up in an IED attack. It's fine. But this this movie is just pure, like, unadulterated, chintzy carnage for such a long, sustained period of time. During this time, like, they're they're height, they capture the president. Like some guys were under some North evil North Koreans were undercover. They get the upper hand immediately. Again, great terrorists. They're fantastic. They're doing an amazing job. The plan, <laughs> the plan is a hundred percent going their way, all the way through. And so, yeah. like pretty quickly, like before, like at like the I don't know thirty five minute point mark in this movie, they own they have the White House. They've killed everybody in Washington D.C. Like they have the president, they have all the people that they, they need to uh, to get the Cerberus uh, code. But which is like wait. their end game is this Cerberus machine that like arms nuclear bombs or something. Yeah, they all they all or four of them have the codes. And then if you get all the codes, then you do. You, it, is it things that are being disarmed? Is I felt like it was disarmed. No, they're going to they're going to they're going to blow up. The, the nuclear missiles in their silos. Somehow oh, it lets the, it allows and them irradiate to do that. the United States of America, which A, is a thing that you wouldn't do. <laughs> There's literally no good reason to have that fail. I wouldn't way. do it. Oh, the, 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 uh, yeah, the Cerberus existing in the first place. Yes. Yeah. There's no reason to do that. B, uh, what's your end game here? Okay, so like you've made your point, the United States is the great Satan or whatever you want to say that they're oppressing the North Koreans. And there's a valid argument to be made that like there's a lot of propaganda against the North Korean government. I don't want to get into that there, but no, there is an argument to be made there. Some people will will forward that argument to you. Uh, But like, okay, so we're the North Koreans. We took over the White House and blew up the United States. Now what happens? (laughs) The goal, <laughs> like, the goal is just like, devastation. What's your plan for, here? Yeah, for we, funsies. Blew, we blew up the U.S. I really don't think that's going to change the quality of life in the DPRK. Uh, it's all. But it was, it was fun, and explosions are fun, fun, and fun we, we we shot those guns so many times. And meanwhile, nice meanwhile, Banning is slinking around the White House like a regular John McClane. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> trying to figure out how to save the president, and the president and Madam Secretary, dude. She gets beat up so bad. Melissa yeah. Leo, you know Boy. what, though? She had it coming. <laughs> no, no, she did not. That was such hey, a brutal beat up. She needs an Oscar. She needs an Oscar. She got and her this Oscar. Was a path, it was a path to that to that goal. <laughs> I don't okay. think that I don't think it was a viable path. Um, yes. Okay. That shit where she's singing like the fucking national anthem or whatever. Oh, like, man. Dragging her out by her hair. It's probably the- that is Oscar gold. That's probably the most astonishing scene in the entire movie, um, because the movies, I, I think, half asses, even it's like jingoism and nationalism and stuff. It's all it feels yeah. perfunctory. It doesn't it feel like there's very a... like kind of Vox News, like nobody really knows what we're saying here. It's like you watch those Instagram videos where the guy goes to Trump rallies and ask people what woke means. And they're like, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'll, I'm just doing this because it's popular amongst yeah, right, my, yeah. my crowd right yeah. now. I don't I really... got a MAGA hat on. I figured this was a job. I truly don't know why I think the way, why I do the things I do. It's like it is that kind of thing. There's not like Amelius who has like some sort of a weird philosophy behind it. it. The movie doesn't know what it's fucking talking about. It's just kind of generally trying to be belligerent in its way. Um, but yes, it's, it's jingoism is really deliberate. But yes. 
but why? But unspecific, and clearly yeah. it doesn't feel like there's any real passion behind it. I feel that's like why... that's that's what makes London better. We'll get there, but London feels more focused. Yeah, in its idiocy. Well, that's why I'm I think that this one kind of leaned into the like buddy the buddy cop almost vibe once he like rescues Aaron Eckert because that's all it has to really lean on is like this man is only really passionate for protecting this dude not like there's no real like believable patriotism that we can hold on to to like say yeah let's go banning but we can be like dude banning's gotta save his buddy because they have history and they're funny together you know (laughs) When, when we get to the end of London, we can have a discussion about these movies version of uh, air quotes patriotism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he gives he gives a speech to a dead bad guy at the end of London Has Fallen. Oh, I forgot about that. Monumental. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh so my god, it's so funny. I do want I do want to just get to that Melissa Leo part because uh, you, you yeah. get the idea. Once once all the carnage happens, it really hits a, a holding pattern. And it's just sort of like Mike Banning's skulk. It's a very standard diehard ripoff. Mike Banning skulking around, and uh, and then the terrorists kind of like slowly trying to get these codes. That's the whole plot. And if they get the codes, then they can for, they can use this device that for some reason blows up all the nukes in their silos. They should not have designed this thing. Um. <laughs> so so I think it slows down quite a lot at this point. But there is a part. There's three people that have the code for the Cerberus device. One is the president. Uh, one's some old guy. I think he's like the secretary of whatever. And then Melissa Leo. And so the, the the terrorists keep on like torturing the two other people who have the codes. And Aaron Eckhart will go like, tell him, tell him the code. I'll, I will hold out. I am the good, great, great man. And I will hold out under torturing. You go ahead and tell them your code. So it's because I'm sparing you. And so that happens with this old man first. But then the next part that happens is Melissa Leo. And this happens after this this part where um, Mike Banning finds Aaron Eckhart's son. And you think that that's going to be a whole like Air Force One thing where like the kid gets like deeply involved in it. And he straight up just saves his kid. He's like, yeah. get, out, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, mean, he's like, run. He's like, run fast. He takes him into a place. There's a secret. There's an exit. And then he and then he exits and he's and he's safe. He straight up saves him and is like, oh, shit, there's like lots of time left. They should have kissed before the kid ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And I I was kind of going like, wow, good, because I didn't want to have to deal with any like child trauma in this movie. Like in this movie of all movies, I don't want to see some kid like acting like screaming. Save save that for the PG-13 White House down. Oh, boy. That's right. Um, So but Joey King. But then just at this moment where you think you're going to be spared something like that, uh, old, old Melissa Leo, who is only in her mid 50s, but sort of feels like she's an old, old lady. Gets she's savage. matronly. Yes. You just you see it's basically, it's, you just basically see an old, old lady get savagely kicked around by these terrorists and it's fucking dragged sucks. by her hair Dude, into like- another spooky room. Yeah. legitimately kicked down the stairs and yeah. she's like she's bleeding from the face she's all swollen up it's really it's really upsetting it. it's really brutal violence against a woman who's probably never even like like shoved someone yes there's a there's a really funny shot in london has fallen where 
the remaining. Not Matt, you can't stop talking about love. I know. <laughs> I know. There's a shot in this movie, in that movie, where like the 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 like cabinet people are like in the you know the war room or whatever, and they're watching the shit going down in London. And there's this shot of Melissa Leo, who's in that one too, and she's just like clearly petrified, and she's just like. <laughs> Oh no, not again! I <laughs> I, I, I wish I, someone I had said that. I cannot get dragged by my hair into another room. <laughs> I, I know there should have been. There needed to be the Die Hard two line in London Has Fallen, where he's like, "How could the same thing happen to the same guy twice?" <laughs> yeah, because no one, even the thir- like in the third movie, especially, no it's like when it. that fucking happens. There's no way that no one would be like, "I can't believe our luck." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like someone, w- it's absolutely ridiculous. But that's also the bonkers absurdity of it is like this is a world where this shit will happen every three years the to the same guy well i mean the the i feel like the the long arc of these movies is that this can and will happen at any time yeah like we're living in a world where this is the potential at any moment yeah uh-huh. and what's interesting about all three of them is that uh Again, with the exception of the good one, it's all because there's like an internal element that hates U.S. policy, which is which and it's policy that we all know is bad. But like the 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 ultimate bad guy is someone who is like, we need to be worse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I am really ready to burn down the republic in order to make us even more evil. London talks about that a lot. Yes. Uh, London's at least a lot more articulate and like where it's coming from. Well, then, uh, then that movie also ends up reinforcing the fact that we're evil and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but to but to conclude Melissa Leo's arc in this, so first of all, she gets kicked around a bunch. She get, like Aaron Eckhart gives her the permission to give her the code. Then kind of towards the end when Mike Banning's starting to get the upper hand, she gets like like Matt said, she gets dragged by her hair. And during this time, she starts going, she starts saying <laughs> she starts saying the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> and just the combination of the the trauma of this, the, the disturbingness of this, an old lady being dragged by her hair, Melissa Leo being a very talented actor, really giving it a hundred percent. And the fact that she's saying the Pledge of Allegiance, it's Truly hysterical, like one of the funnier things that I, I just laughed out loud it's when this pretty happened. Ca- it's like straight up camp. I a lot of these movies are. To the flag of the United States. You're like, so nobody, good. Nobody says the Pledge of Allegiance. What are you talking about? Dude, next time, if I ever, next time, I've never, if I ever get beat up, I'm going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. See what happens. She should be singing that You're a Grand Old Flag song while she's being dragged by <laughs> Yankee you're, Doodle. You're a grand old flag. You're a high flying flag. She should be pledging her allegiance to Jebediah Springfield. <laughs> Uh yes, so it's it's that kind of movie. It's it's not this movie's not ironic. It plays no. like a it plays like a no. parody of of this kind of movie, but it is a hundred percent dead serious in what it's doing. That's kind of why that's it's a special. hallmark of this entire series. That's kind of what makes it. That's it more than anything else. What makes it special to me? I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, so to, so to conclude this one, Mike Manning succeeds. Basically, uh, like after so, so, so much carnage, I love the fact that there, it's just like there's so many dead bodies just piled up everywhere. Wherever they go, they're like part of the hazards. You got to look out for that pile of bodies. 
He beats a guy to death with the bust of Abraham Lincoln. He does. He smashes his, the the man's head open with the bust of Abraham Lincoln. Um, make, what, make what score. you want. <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Sadly, that actually doesn't happen, but it should. That would have been tight. Also, his wife is a nurse, so she's in the hospital at, in D.C., basically like helping all these hundreds, thousands, millions, dozens. Poss- possibly millions. Of people. <laughs> of people coming in injured so she's also having a stressful day they're just bt dubs poor rada mitchell like she's got nothing to do in either of these movies no they get rid of her her in the third one and replace her with piper Pirabo. okay that was a great that was a fantastic wife upgrade but also i read that it was because of scheduling issues it was a scheduling conflict that she got re they wanted right but for a minute, but I was like, Coyote why Edwards. do I like I was like, why do I like this wife so much more? Is this? Oh, wait, that's Piper. And then I got really <laughs> excited because I love her. <laughs> you know, she's on Yellowstone. I still haven't started that yet. Oh, boy. I will. And like Cole Hauser. You want to on... talk about some meaty red state behavior? Like <laughs> <laughs> You got to check out that Yellowstone program. Cole Hauser is on is on Yellowstone and Cole Hauser is in this picture. He's and he, in this and he disappears war- from it. He is the one who gets the lo- the titular line. Yeah, he, di- he dies very quick. But right before he dies, he goes, <laughs> Olympus is fallen. Olympus is fallen. And then he looks at the camera and winks and then they blow his brains out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's completely wasted in this. They bash his brains in with a bust of Polk. Uh, <laughs> he was a Jacksonian. We had to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Four years. He did it all. Um, yes. Um uh, there's a lot of good lines. I don't want to leave any of these lines on the table. Uh, it's fascinating how little we need to talk about what happens in this. You, like everybody knows what happens on this. He ends yeah, up I know, saving but that's, the president. That's what's so funny is like, it's plotless. It's plotless. Like I nothing sw- happens. That's why it, it really like loses its charm for me because like this, like complete, this complete bloodbath that happens, I find to be like wildly entertaining and one of the funniest things ever. And then it's really just like 45 fucking minutes yeah. of just walking around in gray hallways. Well, that's, yeah. That's great. I mean, it's great that it's not a two hour long movie, though. Like, at least I felt it was kind of like Angel has fallen. Yeah, Yeah. but I I didn't mind that. But I feel like Olympus has fallen at least had a kind of a breezy pace. And yeah, the I thought I I thought it was until like the last third where it really started to drag. And I I had that first time. Its main problem is that it doesn't look very good. Yeah, it's so dark. All of the action is not. First of all, it's not very well staged. Secondly, it all takes place in these like dark you know, dingy hallways. Like you can't really see what's happening. Yeah. Yes. It's violent. Yes. The lines are funny, but you're kind of not really offered a spectacle here. You're like, you're not really give like beyond that initial carnage of the assault on principle of the white house. It's just, you're it's kind of perfunctory. It kind of feels sluggish. Like Butler's funny. He's got some good lines. Yes. He kills a guy with Abraham Lincoln's head. Etc. and so forth. But when it's all said and done, you got 20 minutes of a really great movie that the promise of which is not fulfilled. I think so. It gets it gets really sluggish towards the end. And like after uh, there's a there's a whole scene like I've talked about it where there's a a little giant plane with machine guns that mows down all of Washington, D.C., and then they knock down the, the Washington Monument. And then the movie ends with just sort of a pretty rote fight scene in a gray hallway in a basement. Yeah, exactly. Somewhere. It's exactly. just like, damn, this movie ran out of momentum, money, yeah. everything. I don't know. Uh, but here's here's some lines as we go along the way. After he bashes the guy's head in 
with the the bust of Abraham Lincoln, someone like over the walkie-talkie is on his side. Goes, is he still alive? And he goes, ask me a serious question. That's a good, good one. That's one of the good ones. Now here's a here's a line that um that I've been trying to wrap my head around since watching this. Um, it's just so bad. Like some of the dialogue. <laughs> oh in this God, movie, I love these movies so much. Some of the dialogue in this movie is, is so bad. It like truly. It's magical. Um, but this is where a guy, as Matt discussed earlier, is mocking him for being a failure. And then at one point, this is the, the main like nor- uh, North Korean mastermind who Rick, is Rick Yoon from Die Another Day. Rick Yoon, who is it's got to be noted, the best terrorist in the history of terrorism. Like he's he's really he's good. Fucking, <laughs> he's got his job. He's got what he does. He's doing great. Do you, yeah. you can't say that America wins at the end of this. He killed so many people. Like if he, and if, almost, even if he. Even if he lost but got away, like he'd have a really good CV. Yes, it's <laughs> it's Hermit Kingdom, North Korea. They have like a GDP like less than Rhode <laughs> Island, and they almost destroy America. It's basically a country that's one big fat grocery outlet. That's all it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like, yeah, he's really killing it. They're doing great. Like it's like um even it's like if you watch uh, a little league team defeat the Yankees like even if the little league team was like evil you'd still be kind of like you gotta hand it to them like that's and they let the amazing. Yankees use a t-ball stand <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah like the odds were really stacked against them and they did a, a great job I don't approve of what they're doing I um, do Matt does but anyways sure. so the main bad guy goes uh and he's this is when they're doing their Hans Gruber um John McClane stuff and he's like failure seems to be a habit with you now this is a Hundred percent exact quote. Try to wrap your head around this. Yeah, well, maybe I owe you for giving me the chance for making up for that today. Uh huh. That's his one-liner to respond okay. to. Excuse me. Part, so, part me. so this is funny because I actually noticed a few other times I didn't write them down, but a few other times Gerard Butler deliver lines that were not grammatically <laughs> correct. <And then laughs> I actually noticed it a few times. I didn't notice this one though, so I'm wondering if it's just a a mis read of the line he was given and it they just left it in it because has to be. it, it's happened several times and it's kind of like i'm like is this supposed to add to his character or were they just like just keep going like doesn't matter i think it's a my dialogue doesn't matter hearts, in my heart of hearts i want to believe that it is a flubbed improv interesting oh okay okay that would be nice i want i, I want it to be that Je- that jerry is like I got a good one for this guy. <laughs> and then he just like fucks it up. He kind of fucks it up. <laughs> it, do, it does sort of have the internal logic that like a writer would not, like it doesn't make right. sense. It doesn't. I eat, eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. It's you almost that kind of thing. pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> yeah, I'll say it one more time. Yeah, well, okay. Failure seems to be a habit with you. The immediate response. And this camera even like zooms in on him. It's like, here we go. It's like a you're fired type moment. Yeah, well, maybe I owe you for giving me the chance for making up for that today. Uh huh. And the guy goes like, "Huh? Uh huh? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you do." Well, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah, wait, no. <laughs> but then, but then later on, he 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 has some actual lines that probably writers did. Why don't you and I play a game of fuck yeah. off? You go first. <laughs> That's the one I wrote one. down. That's the one I wrote. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like this part. This is when Marmot McDarmot, um, like they have a, a little moment. It's kind of like Hans Gruber and John McClane meeting upstairs, where they're where right. like Bill Clay, Bill the Bill Bill Clay moment, and then it, and then um, Gerard Butler figures this out really quick. They get into a fight, and he 
and he kills him and he's dying and he's kind of going like he goes uh ah oh, dave why why did you do it and then he breaks <laughs> down and he goes fuck mike fuck i lost my way these movies are about friendship he lo- he really lost his way uh, he said he threatens, I'm going to stick my knife through your brain. That's what he says to the main bad guy. And he does. I love saying that. Oh, I like these little these little details. Um, this is this. This is a hinting at the sort of belligerence that will happen in the next movie. This is a news report. I don't know if it's Lawrence O'Donnell, but Lawrence O'Donnell is the main newscaster in the first two of these movies. Yes, he is. MS, MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell. But like, it's just some background chatter. And you and it's like the terrorism, the, the most amazing extremely successful terrorist attack staged on U.S. soil. Literally, for quite there's a long Lawrence time. O'Donnell and there's like a Chiron at the bottom of embassies. It just says, this shit is fucked. This shit is <laughs> fucked. And then somebody says, somebody in the kind of like news montage goes, in the Middle East, the celebrations are jubilant. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That happens in London Has Fallen too, where like every world leader's been assassinated and it's like, <laughs> in the Middle East, everybody's really stoked. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's very racist. <laughs> Jesus. Uh this is the main bad guy. <laughs> I love every this is the kind of this is why I almost I'm so close to loving this movie. If it wasn't so such a slog for the last half. Um <laughs> this is again them talking back and forth like Hans Gruber and John McClane. I no no no, this is him talking to the president. This is the North Korean guy. I read your Bible, Mr. President. <laughs> I read your Bible, Mr. President. It had your name written in it. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, it says the wages of sin is death. And then Aaron Eckhart goes, you better keep that in mind. <laughs> it's like, you can't you can't just use my uh, but, line against He's like, you. yeah. I yeah, just said that to you. That. I know you are, but what am I? Yeah, takes one to know one. Takes one to know one. I, I like the oh, wages yeah. of sin is death, Mister President. I'm yeah. rubber, you're glue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, I like the idea of everyone of of Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckert just getting really confused about like who's supposed to say what line and like how to say it, how to say it the right way, and then it just kind of all came out like this. It's so that reminds slop. me it's... of my uh, my beloved Dark Knight Rises at the beginning of the movie where Aiden Gillen is like. If I take off that mask, what happens? And he's like, it would be extremely painful for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, burn. Oh, sick pain, sick burn. I thought I was, I thought it was going to be good, but it was bad. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, and so Gerard Butler what saves a great him. movie. The guy, he, he saves him. He stops him from uh, blowing up the country with all the nukes in our silos. <laughs> For and then they're some reason. for some reason, and then they're walking out. This is incredible stuff. It's like starting to win me over again at the end. Like this is, again, this plays like a comedy. It plays like a comedy movie. They're walking out over body after blood-soaked body, pure carnage. There needed to be Bodies. a part where Aaron Eckhart like literally trips over a dead Secret Service guy. Yeah, there must be a lake of blood. I mean, an astonishing death toll. They're stepping over body parts. More people died on this day than on January 6th, and that's no mean trick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he goes, uh, and Gerard Butler goes, sorry about the house, sir. And he, <laughs> President Eckhart goes, it's okay. I believe it's insured. Boom! As he steps over like his former best friend who's throat. You know what we call that? You know what we call that? Gravitas. (laughs) Gravitas. 
<laughs> he's a great man. Yeah, they. I mean, after all these White House staff people got murdered, it really is going to boost the economy of of Washington D.C. The job job listings are going to go through the roof. <laughs> Those interns are about to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of repairs going on. <laughs> it's going to be a real boost. I like. I like how by the time we get back to Angel, has fallen. Like everything's fine. The White House is fixed. They got to work quick. <laughs> I I just wanted to read Aaron Eckhart's final speech. Um, that he makes. Please do to, to the country. I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> Die. 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 He makes a final speech as as you would expect he would after the uh, Washington D.C. was held hostage by North Korean terrorists. I don't feel like I don't feel like Americans should be all that smug after all this. I mean, they did no. stop. They did stop if, North Korea from destroying the entire country. But banning did. B- Banning did really. Banning did. Oh, America by the way, didn't do shit. America didn't do it. You know who really didn't do shit? Robert fucking Forrester, who's oh. also in, who's also in this movie and in the next one. Yeah, he's like wait, the which, guy. Wait, he, who is he? He's chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Clegg. He's like, I I think that we should give terrorists whatever they want or whatever. He's like the he's like the antagonist on our side kind of all, guy. All the uh, all the cabinet guys show up for a minute in part two. Yeah, and they're mostly out of the picture. Mm. But Robert Forrester has a big role in this. And at one point, Morgan Freeman is like, I think you should shut up, idiot. And he like really sticks you, it to You know him. what? One of the things that this is missing and that kind of shows up in White House Down, but not really to a big degree and not effectively, is that in White House Down, there's kind of an Ellis diehard character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in White House Down, he's like a right wing blogger. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And they don't do that in this at all. But it's like, give it to me. Give it to me here. You know, here's a here's President Asher's speech. And this is and this is, of course, Aaron Eckhart delivering it with all of his um, bland nothingness. Our foe did not cut. Our foe did not come only. It's it's a poorly written movie. I always have to. (laughs) Our foe did not come only to destroy our things or our people. They came to desecrate. Our things. They came to desecrate a way of life, to foul our beliefs, trample our freedom. And in this, I not only, and in this bit, (laughs) not only, not only did they fail, they granted us the greatest gift, a chance at our rebirth. We will ride. (laughs) We will ride renewed, stronger, and united. This is our time, our chance. To get back the, to the best of who we are. By really... murdering all of these bad guys. <laughs> really making lemonade out of lemons there. I, I mean, they, they had to hire all new staff. They got to have brand new walls for their buildings. They're really starting fresh, you know? <laughs> this is it's our time, like, our chance. This, this kind of like flavorless red state jingoism. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think like so. It's, yeah. it's there, but it seems like it's missing some racism or something. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like it's yucky, but like, give me some more yuck. Like, yeah. it just feels very toothless. Yeah, it is pretty toothless for sure. I'm not I'm not. By the way, I'm not advocating. I, I know what you mean, though. No, 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 no. I know what you mean, though. Things. You're kind of, it's I mean, kind maybe, of like, maybe if I you're, am. If but... you're going to do this, go all the way. Right, right. If you're going to sit there and try to pose to me that you are like, you know, 
a real American and this is what we're all about, then fucking go for it. Yeah. As opposed to this kind of like, eh, well, oh, oh, they came to attack our freedoms. All right, fine, whatever. I, I guess it's perfunctory. I don't, I don't believe it, and uh, it, there's just no soul to it. And it's just, well, it's mostly just Banning's personal battle against his own failure, not really about the United yeah. States at all. It, and it kind of drops that thread relatively quickly. Yeah, yeah they, they start with it hard and then they kind of just forget about it. <laughs> right, because like you're never in doubt. Well, also his failure is A, not that bad. It's not a failure. It's not really. a failure. He, he did didn't his best. It's, yeah. it's totally an act of circumstance. And then secondly, like, uh, this has nothing to do with it. It's like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's a stupid, it's a stupid fucking movie uh, ratings. <laughs> I'm going to give this two and a half Judds. I, I, I enjoyed it enough for three Judds, but objectively it just kind of sucks. It t- totally sucks. There are, it has its moments. I don't think that they're strong enough to make a hole. And uh, ultimately, I think it looks bad. It's like kind of a crummy, poorly directed action movie. It's despite the fact that that massive carnage that sort of catalyzes the whole movie and trickles its way throughout the rest of the film is so tantalizing and fun. uh, There's it, it doesn't really pay off. There's it doesn't it doesn't enact on its promise. Mm-hmm. It's 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 crap. It's sub direct to video. I've seen direct to video movies that cost way less and look better. Yeah. Um, zero Douglases at all. There's nothing here. Yeah. And I'm going to give it uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 completely inadvisable nuclear arsenal fail safes. Yeah, they shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't have designed it that way. They, you I, really shouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't have done that. No, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, that's why we need to vote for you. Vote for me. Vote for I vote. agree. <laughs> that's your platform. Is that I? I will not have a bunch Lynch, of missiles be ready. Twenty twenty four, bitches. Let's go. Actually, nope. I'll be your vice president, dude. Yeah, that's the easier job. You want to be president, M? No. No. Oh, shit. Fair enough. Well, now we're fucked. <laughs> Vote 2024. All right. No devices. DeSantis. <laughs> oh, God. I think you could get a higher percentage of the vote than DeSantis. Oh, my God. He's tanking. You know what I love? I don't want to. Okay. We shouldn't talk too much about politics on the show. What I love is that this, like, this fucking Florida stud who's been winning in landslides and in, in, as the governor from Florida for like eight years goes on, goes on the national stage and fucking. What a pussy. He's just like a total <laughs> wiener. Yeah. No one likes him. Fuck that guy. Hilarious to me. That's like Republicans anyway, talking too. I know. They hate his guts. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But, yeah, but 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 I hate Disney. Yeah, we don't give a shit. We really oh, don't. Nobody, have... should, nobody fucking cares. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but critical, critical race theory in schools. What? What are you talking about? We actually <laughs> don't fucking care about that stuff. Can you maybe we get just... under indictment? Because yeah. that would make us want to vote for you. <laughs> we just like Trump. That's it. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it two You're and a up. half as well. Um, if it, it was able to sustain its uh, the carnage, the, the the kooky carnage, and then and kind of have that spirit of stupidity that it has kind of that it, it reignites it at the end, I would probably go as high as three and a half because when it's fun, I'm just laughing my ass off. Mm-hmm. But God, it really slows to a crawl. And it's just so much so many just dark gray hallways 
and people just like waiting. And then like that Melissa Leo scene where she gets the shit beaten out of her. I fucking didn't. It was like just that. icky. Yeah, it was just I mean don't like that. What? Like because the violence has been so preposterous and goofy. And now like a. And then a, there's just a, a realistic little, like beat up of a woman on screen. And you're a little. Like, Damn, yeah. that, that's kind of like vote territory, too. Like we should all be going like that scene was amazing. No, it's too. It's Instead, too, it's kind of like it's too eh, much. It's totally yucky. completely out of whack. And Melissa Leo is like too good in that scene too. She's just like, <gasps> she just, it's just, yeah. She's sucks. like coughing up blood and shit. It's fucking not fun. And the movie, even though it's the movie not takes very it, sexy, it's not sexy like it should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie takes itself seriously, but th- that's like where it's like, but you, but you gotta know the line, guys. You, it's just you're not a, an actual movie. Uh, anyways, um, uh, zero Douglases, and I'm gonna give it 859 dead is my final estimate for the for the body <laughs> oh, count. No, I, I think it's very high. You took mine. Sorry. Well, I wasn't gonna say 800. If it was 859, that'd be amazing. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it two and a half Juds. Um, because yeah, it was pretty brutal, and the violence was kind of fun at the beginning, but it definitely lost uh momentum. And it was too dark. Like I couldn't see anything. And it was just like, yeah, I get it. It's you're, you know, you're crawling in walls and everything, but like at least know how to properly light something if you're gonna do a movie like this. And there wasn't enough Angela Bassett. Agreed. Um, yeah. We get more of her not. in the next one. But it's especially funny because I feel like they when she shows up in the next one, they act like there was a lot more of her in the first one. Yeah. You know? You remember, you remember her. This, there's lots of scenes where like some bad shit will go down and it'll cut to Angela Bassett and she'd be like, oh my God. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I'm glad I'm she gonna... got paid. She was there for a day. She probably collected a, a, a very good paycheck. Um, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. What was it? A bus of Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Used as weapons, as bludgeoning weapons. Yeah. <laughs> So I uh, I went on a website, by the way, called Whoa. killcounts.com. Wow. <laughs> Hell yeah. To look up the official documentation on the number of dead people in Olympus has fallen. Oh, uh-huh. my God. The Who wants to? All right, let's play some bets. What do you got? <laughs> I don't okay, even know where so to begin. In, so in this movie, it's going to be the, the, the deaths that you actually see as opposed oh, to yeah. like. Correct. Est- That's an, correct. Yes. Unless, as opposed to an estimate for like what the total carnage was. Oh, okay. That's correct. Uh, but there there are some caveats to that. But like they do have a ballpark number. I'm going to say 180. 180. Okay. Emily. 73. Okay, you guys are like split down the middle almost exactly. The the official count here is 130. Yeah. And then there's mm. a not included like sort of section at the bottom. The following characters could not be included in their respective tables. Reasons include but are not limited to. They were last seen in extremely life-threatening situations and whether they survived was unspecified or they died off camera. Mm. First Lady <laughs> Margaret Asher doesn't count. Oh, killed okay. in a car accident before but the we... main events of the movie. Okay. Approximately 104 people are seen being killed by the air attack. The German shepherd was shot to death by one of oh, the. Oh, yeah, I forgot guys. about that part. They do show that. That they kind of movie. That. It is very likely that the second of Kang, the bad guy's henchman, was killed when Mike Banning was interrogating him in the Oval Office. 
And finally, it is unknown how many Navy SEALs were killed during their attempted infiltration into the White House. And that's God the, that's the whole scene where the helicopters are, are attacking. Yes. And that's just more and more bodies. Stacking so they up came bodies. Up with 130, but I think we can call it closer to 150. Yeah. Maybe 160 tops. But so, yeah, good guesses, everybody. Nice yeah. work. Thanks. So Speaking of nice work, <laughs> let's talk about a real fucking film here, you guys. London the has masterpiece. fallen. London has fallen. Hell of a presidential race, sir. Every day the same damn joke. What the hell they make you out of? Bourbon and poor choices. With security at unprecedented levels, this isn't just a gathering of the world's most powerful leaders. It is the most protected event on Earth. Welcome to London, Mr. President. What's wrong? Nothing. Bugs the hell out of me. Get down! An attack has decimated the British capital. Five of the world's leaders are now dead. Stay with me. We'll get you out of here. The American president, president, president. is unaccounted for. To our friends in the West. Bakawe. Number six on the 10 list. What do you want? Your president. That's not going to happen. This is a great movie. 2016. Travis, you mentioned during our discussion of the last movie that that film, Olympus Has Fallen, might as well be an intentional parody. Yeah. That if you didn't know it was taking itself seriously, you wouldn't know. I think that this movie absolutely fits that bill. This might as well be made in 1984 by Canon Pictures. <laughs> yeah. It is absolutely jingoistic, violent garbage for its own sake, and it is beautiful. Yes, these first <laughs> these first two are like Canon movies. That's a good call. Yeah, this That's is what... this is way better. And the third one, the third one is fine. not. It's not, it's but fine. it's not like a Canon movie. It's, it doesn't no. have that same sort of like the same gleeful goofiness. No, like I said, I feel like there's an element of camp in this one, especially, but the first oh, one for also. God's sakes, yes. And this one is, in my opinion, the only one that's really like, this is a Mike Manning movie. This is about <laughs> this guy who's an unstoppable fucking killing machine. Like the third one. That's got some other shit going on. The first one, we didn't know we had yet. This one is like, <laughs> I know what we'll do. We'll make it about how this guy is a fucking beast. He's a monster. And yeah. anybody who gets in his way is going to get chopped up. And it's so nice. Oh, we, my God. We I, figured I, out what we wanted this character to be. There's yeah. not a single thing I don't like about this movie. <laughs> Damn, there's, there's a lot I don't like about this movie, but oh. but, it, but it is. But I like it for the same are reasons that I like the first off, one. Like, are we in Russia? Are we communists? <laughs> what is wrong with you? This is a masterpiece. <laughs> so this movie, this, this is movie Lethal starts, Weapon Two. This movie starts oh, out. On. This movie starts out to remind us that Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckert are still buddies, and it does that by showing them jogging in front of the secret service uh cars like they do probably every morning and taking what are you, jazz what are you jogging a little too slow there buddy what are you doing they're busting each other's like balls <laughs> uh there I, I before we get into the proper plot i wanted to point out like how this movie shows its cards like about how malignant it's gonna be like right out of the gate immediately um, <clears throat> because there's a lot of stuff about the philippines 
and the and the Philippines are like, even though it doesn't really come up later on, but they're talking about how this terrorist organization is operating in the Philippines, and they refer to it as, in the Philippines, Asia's largest Catholic country, so you can care about it. <laughs> well, that's also like, very true. Like, there's a lot of uh, terrorism in the Philippines because of the Catholic and Islamic conflict there. Sure, but I sort of felt like that they that. A, being Asia's largest Catholic country, oh, yeah. isn't that impressive. For sure. And the only reason that they're pointing it up is like, no, no, they're like they're like Christians. It's like, it's cool. I mean, they're also a military yeah. dictatorship, so it's fine. Sure. Their president is cool, though. Uh, and, yeah, you know, he's great. And, and Lawrence O'Donnell is back also. So uh, Lawrence, also this movie, this movie actually opens with a drone, a nice fat drone strike. This, this movie is talking. It's confronting drone strikes. <laughs> It's all about the drone strikes. Well, it's about how we need to be using better drone strikes. Yeah, do the drone strikes better. But that's like, uh, but it's also about we need to do the drone strikes because that's the way we interact with the world. Uh, oh, that's so good. Yeah, and Lawrence O'Donnell is, is like, <laughs> drone strikes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we don't, both both Rada Mitchell and Lawrence O'Donnell don't come back for the third movie. Very sad. No, they don't. Mike uh, Banning is also contemplating retirement. He's head of the Secret Service basically now. He's right under Angela Bassett. He's definitely top of the food chain here. And he's contemplating retirement. Oh, there's Nick in the in the background. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he's flex he's flexing in the in the in Emily's camera. Things anyway, are getting weird. Yeah. Emily, we, we just we just saw Nick. We just saw Nick. There he is back there. He's flexing. He was doing some <laughs> some poses. He was vamping. Nice. What's up? What's up, buddy? <laughs> Hi. Anyway, uh, Mike Banning is he's considering retirement. He's, he's got, having a baby. There's a bun in the Bottom oven. Yeah. Just having a baby. There's a bun in the oven. There's a there's a nickel in the vending machine. They're they're figuring out what to do with their lives. And but he's got one last assignment because it turns out that uh the prime minister of England, he smelled some toast, he stroked off for a second, died in his sleep. Or so we think. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a state funeral in a few days. And <laughs> all of party. the world leaders. Yes. All the world leaders are coming. There's going to be a dance dance revolution. Uh, uh, Ichio <laughs> is going to play. And uh, there's going to be a huge <laughs> party. Confetti. Uh, Jello shots. Uh, yeah, open bar, all that good stuff. Open bar, all that shit. It's going to be and it's biblical. it's all going to be at Westminster Abbey or what the fuck ever they do in England. I don't know. It's a stupid loser country. And uh, then, so we've all got to prepare for that. And Angela Bassett is specifically a little bit wound up about it. She's like, we've only got four days to plan for all of these world leaders to show up. One of the things I like in this is there's multiple scenes of like heads of heads of security departments, all the different uh, world leaders going like, well, we've only got a few days to plan for this massive state funeral or all the world leaders are going to be there. Let's get it right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good, good plan. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to talk about uh, Mike Banning and um, Aaron Eckhart's banter uh, before things, oh, yeah. before all hell breaks loose, because we get the same balance of legit, uh, of bad, good dialogue and straight up bad dialogue. And we get both of them in this in this moment. So, like at one point, Aaron Eckhart, they're like busting each other's balls as 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 men do, especially heroic men. And uh, Aaron Eckhart goes, "What the hell do they make you out of?" And Mike Banning says, "Bourbon Bad and poor choices." choices. Bourbon. Yeah, bourbon and poor choices. And that classic, 
And then he goes, and then I'm they're talking some, to uh, I'm drinking some bad choices right now. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, but here's the other line. Here's the here's the straight up. Uh, I don't know. Make your choice if this is bad, bad or good, bad. Um, there's there's gay jokes in this, by the way. Um, Only so he's like you. So he's like, uh, have you decided what you're what you're going to name your kid yet, Mike Banning? And he goes, and the president's name is Benjamin. And he goes, Benjamin, if it's a boy. And then the Acker goes, really? And he goes, hell no. If it's a girl, <laughs> maybe. Oh, my God. It's like it was such like a 15 year old boy. Yes. Joke. Yes. Because uh, you're going to name your wait, you're going to name your girl Benjamin. You know why this is happening? Because this movie is good. This is the this is the kind of movie it is. It's it's more this than than it was last time. I'll I promise you that. Mm. Um, and then and then all hell breaks loose. Let, let's get right to the hell breaking loose. I mean, we got to. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to the hell breaking loose, we uh, also find out that his wife is very pregnant. Yeah, we got is, to that. She is going to have a baby in a couple of weeks, and they're setting up the nursery. <laughs> And she's Ugh. like, how many nanny cams do we really need in this room? And he's like, I know we have six. They're all from the guys. So basically all his <laughs> Secret Service buddies got him surveillance what gifts for surveillance his baby. Cameras? Yeah. Oh, you. I man. like how. Well, there's a big framing device because after that, he goes into the, the, the guest room office where his laptop is. And he's like, dear Mr. President, type, type, type. <laughs> I am retiring. Type, type, type. Uh, save document? Question mark. No. Nah. Cut to all hell breaking loose. Yes. Uh, so yes, they go to the state funeral for the prime minister. All the different world leaders are there, and uh, oh my god, the next twenty minutes of this movie are <laughs> monumental. This is yeah, a, this is incredible stuff. We are Literally. introduced. We are introduced to all of the different world leaders, and some of them are coming uh, in a plane. Others are in a boat. Some are tr- are stuck on a bridge in traffic, and they're yeah. all they're all headed towards this big funeral. The, the Japanese then... prime minister is trapped in a, is stuck in traffic because Asian people can't drive. Uh, the probably. French prime minister is fashionably late and is warned that they need to get there on time. And he's like, let us wait another 10 minutes. No, the Italian <laughs> the, prime minister is with Italian his young guy mistress is making out with his mistress at the top of Westminster Abbey. Amazing. And she pointedly says, I only turned 30 once while they're talking, <laughs> but they're, but they're at the top of Westminster Abbey. And that's important because that the, the best shot in the movie is involves this building. Oh man. Uh, All this shit's going down. And then it turns out that literally every cop in England is also a terrorist. Uh, once again, the terrorists are very, very, very organized. I don't think they're as good as they were in Olympus because they let a couple things. They make some mistakes agree. here. I think they get a lot more progress and a lot less time going on here. We yeah. notice that something is wrong when we see one of the cops. Everyone's like going through security, like driving through the crowds and everything. And we see one of the cops look under this car and see a bomb and then just be like, yep, you're all good. Go on in. No, 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 no. He, he's, he puts it he's, there. He, oh, he puts, puts the bomb there. on the car. I thought it was already there and he just let he's it. He's got it, a he thing that's supposed it. to look like a mirror that like looks under the, under the car to see if there's a bomb there. And but he, it was like, a bomb attacker. A bomb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, we come to find out later on that the terrorists killed a bunch of like civil uh, servants 
and by uh, you know 50 of them and replace them wearing their outfits in a, yeah, a, a they're absolutely, all wearing their clothes absolutely <laughs> they, they literally took over hundreds of police officers a spectacular coordinated effort like a truly remarkable stuff that uh, no one noticed and then there's like timing involved in a lot of these explosions like they blow up they blow yeah. up the bridge that the japanese prime minister is on blow up the fucking bridge yeah and then they 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 take a giant barge going next to the boat that the French prime minister is on, blow it up so bad that it easily takes out the boat that the French prime minister is on, but also- And it also shatters every window at parliament. Yes, it fucks up parliament quite a bit. And then my favorite shot in the the whole movie, the Italian prime minister with his 30-year-old mistress on the top of uh, that famous church. Westminster uh, Abbey. Westminster Abbey, thank you. Uh, That shit blows up and the rubble- lands on top of a double-decker bus. It's London. The body count on this is already extraordinarily far past what happens in Olympus's fall. Yeah. They, it they, seems like they, they figured out that that was the best part of the first movie, and they're like, well, how can we beat that? I'll tell you. And this is- thankfully, they not only did they outdo that, but they outdid the rest of the movie, too. Once again, um. This is uh, Lawrence O'Donnell gets his meatiest line at this after after this string of bold attacks. Um, this is what he says. And this is reason. And just this line alone is reason enough to love this movie as much as Matt does. This is Lawrence O'Donnell. MSNBC's Lawrence O'Donnell. An attack that has decimated most of the known landmarks in the British capital. Yeah, we saw that most. <laughs> I mean, we did see most of the, of the landmarks be decimated. Well, I guess the I guess the operative <laughs> word is the word is known and to, known to whom, because Lawrence O'Donnell may know of knows of apparently maybe four or five landmarks <laughs> in London. There should there should have been a shot in this where a guy is at Shakespeare in the round and he's like looking at the skull, going, <laughs> "Alas, poor York! I knew him, Horatio." <laughs> <laughs> And like boom, and the skull explodes. And like, <laughs> let's do it. They should. They should spend forty minutes blowing up most of the oh, known landmarks man. in London. That, that they only spend four is just to its eternal detriment. Yeah, there's, there's kind of a lot of known landmarks in London. Is all I'm saying. This movie uh, is so so good. We see we see the bridge explode. I don't know if that was the London Bridge, but it also no. It's it's not. It's neither down. the bridge of the people. Just a is, London Bridge. It's neither Tower mm. Bridge nor London Bridge. But it is a London bridge. bridge. Yeah, uh, and then at one point, um, uh, so like they realize the president is with Mike Banning, and they realize it's very sticky wicket, and then they got to get out of there, uh, and they evade something or other. And at one point, somebody says, this is after all this incredible, spectacular carnage happens. I think this is Robert Forrester actually talking in like a war room somewhere. Someone goes, it was a trap. And he responds, (laughs) he he responds, that's an understatement. Like, is it? It's just a... I don't know if it's an understatement, it's but it just is a fact. It's just a fact. It's just a trap. That, I mean, uh, it was it was a no, it was more of it than a trap. I mean, honestly, if you were a terrorist, what better way to like kill a bunch of birds with one stone than to fake a death that causes a huge event that everyone would go to? It's like I agree. That's, that's... Did you like did you guys like the shot of Morgan Freeman CGI'd into standing next to Vladimir Putin? Oh, that's at the very end. It's beautiful. He's between. He's between. Oh, that's right. That's at the end. <laughs> yeah, he's right next to Angela Merkel and Putin, 
and I think Shinzo Abe's there. Um, <laughs> this movie is so good. It's amazing. <laughs> Here's what another person says to to discuss the uh, success of this of this in- incredibly successful terrorist operation. <laughs> they only have to get it right once. Today they got it right way more than that. Amazing that line sense either. from from Jerry. <laughs> Great line. Incredible. Uh, so there's after the this massive terrorist attack during which like they figure out that the cops are like anyone in a police uniform is probably a bad guy. You can't trust anyone. Gerard Butler uh, and Angela Bassett and a couple other folks and the president get away in an SUV. There's a big car chase, motorcycles. Then they get on a really funny shit here. Well, there's some really funny shit in the car chase where like at one point Gerard Butler like grabs the dude on the motorcycle and drags, he drags him by the head into the car and he's like not where you want to be right now and the guy goes fuck you and Gerard Butler goes fuck me fuck Fuck you you. and blows his head off and smashes him against the wall yeah he literally like drags his body like against the cobblestone like side of the tunnel they're going in while holding his head on the inside you're starting to get a little taste of the Mike Banning frisson the panache this movie has gonna permeate the rest of the film (laughs) This movie has a fuck me, fuck you in it. Like, incredible. Oh, it's so beautiful. They managed to get on Marine One, and they're in, like, Hyde Park, and they get on Marine One, and they manage to fly out of the city. The two stingers. Marines, Marine Two and Marine Three are with them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for some reason, it takes, like, an extra five or seven minutes to fly out of London on a helicopter, which, I mean, like, London's not that big. It's not that big. <laughs> you know, they would have gotten away, but it takes forever. And every all the helicopters get shot down. There's a bunch of guys uh, on rooftops with stingers shooting at them. Stinger oh. missiles. Angela Bassett, R.I.P. Yeah, one of throw like finger. No, no, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Before that happens. So Marine 2 prepare for sacrifice and they like sacrifice oh, that themselves. Was and then good, what's yeah. left is the helicopter with the president. And then before it all goes down, it's close up Angela Bassett one tear tear, down the cheek. Amazing work. And noted before this, uh, Banning actually was asking Angela Bassett to be the godmother of his child. That will come into play later. (laughs) That's right. For some reason, even though we only saw one second of her in the first movie. You're you're pointing out all this. You're pointing out all this great stuff. We're pointing out these things. And I just want to say that like, this movie goes so hard. It didn't need to go this hard. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Extra. Like Olympus has fallen. Yeah. Okay. We had the Melissa Leo thing, but we didn't have like Angela Bassett single tear. <laughs> we didn't have like Marine Two prepare for sacrifice. Is it like the helicopter tilts up and takes the missile? Oh. It's like, it's yeah. going so hard, man. It is really selling this shit. <laughs> Movies don't do this anymore. They just don't do it. Not since not since 2016 have we seen something like this. I'm sorry, man. This is some real shit. This is like bad vibes. 1986 Rambo. Like I'm coming to get you. Shit. This is good stuff. This is 80s stuff. This is the bad vibes action movie. Beverly Hills Cop two. This is where we're at. I'll I'll compare it to. I can't. I can't see eye to eye with your Lethal Weapon two comparison, but I can go Beverly Hills Cop two. Well, it's not as funny as Lethal two. Well, certainly not in the same way. But I'm talking about like let's make something that's kind of lazy. Like this movie kind of looks like shit too. 
Like oh, a sure. lot of the exteriors are just like, oh, we put a Google Maps search on there and then like yeah, Google CGI Google image it. London and then yeah. just put like put some explosions on yeah, it, I mean, which is fine. It, and I and that was fine for me. But yeah, so I the, thought that that was like part of the fun. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because we're like, oh, yeah, that is London. We immediately are like, that is London exploding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the helicopter crashes. And yes, Angela Bassett did not deserve that death, but she got it. And you know what? She, 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 she has a death deserve scene. that death, but she deserved that scene. Yes. Yeah, she deserved they, that one tier for sure. They, they give her a death scene. She has a protrusion coming, like oh a God, spike. A spike has gone right through her heart. It's astonishing that she's still conscious. One of the greatest actresses in American history. Yeah, legend, absolute <laughs> fucking legend. Here's Angela what's Bassett. happening to her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, once again, got nice paycheck. The um, Queen of Wakanda earned her paycheck. But this is what she says, um, <laughs> Angela Bassett. Make those fuckers pay. Yes, yeah. bitch, and, let's and, here, go. and here's where I'm a little bit where I become a little bit more on Matt's side uh, because they get out of the helicopter. It's the president and Mike Banning. Angela Bassett has just died from a helicopter spike to her heart. Impalement. And, and they start getting chased by guys on motorcycles. And Banning Fuck goes, yes. Banning goes to the president. Hope you're wearing comfortable shoes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is so good. I don't understand. It's so good. It knows exactly what it's doing. It's, it's a little bread is buttered. It's a little bit um escape from New York at this point because it's just these oh. two kind of in this empty city, uh, just on the run from the nameless terrors. Um, and uh, did you did you like how they get to a subway station and for some reason it's padlocked closed? Yeah, I don't know. Like why? <laughs> I think they shut the city down or something. Like like yeah, but I mean, did they do that twenty minutes ago? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's they totally start... like they're trapped in the island prison of London. It's amazing. Yeah, they they're they're traveling. They're running <laughs> through the London Underground. It's it's super yeah it's super escape from New Yorky it's it's creepy it's it's pretty wild and fun at this point because yeah it's also that whole like buddy buddy comedy thing we got going because we got both these guys the president because the president and the first one the president really didn't have much to do he was just kind of in that room you know yeah. and now oh yeah in this one he's now he's running with Kenny. coward yeah <laughs> it's interesting there's more Eckhart like action but also more Eckhart being a wuss which is funny <laughs> oh, I um, mean next to Banning it's not hard to look like an absolute baby that's true he is the greatest specimen of humankind he's made so, out of bourbon and, ba- and poor choices um, oh, that's such a dumb t-shirt th- this is incredible I would wear that t-shirt speaking you know I mean? of t-shirts this is where the incredible stuff starts to become really jam-packed. So the, um, at some point in their adventures, uh, Mike Banning has, realizes that all these people, that like the co- anybody who's dressed as a cop is is bad because uh, they've recalled all the people who, who actually are getting the information. So he, he goes up to a cop and like hacks him in the throat, you know, in the way that just knocks your uh, esophagus and makes you suffocate. And he's like, oh, shit, Mike, what are you doing? He's like, he's a fucking bad guy. Look at him. Look at all the grenades and shit that he's got. Look at his brown skin. And the guy <laughs> and, and the guys in the yeah, the guy suffocates to death. And Aaron Eckhart's like freaked out by it. And at a certain point, he goes, man, I've never seen a man suffocate before. And it's like you saw eight hundred and sixty one people get <laughs> you were waiting. Need hey, it, it was only one hundred and thirty. It was only one hundred and thirty. It was three years ago. You saw. Pure, you're you're yeah, skipping not, when carnage. You're skipping the better example of this joke. Uh huh. 
which is once they get into the subway tunnel and he kills the guy and they're on the radio with like kind of the the henchman like the the second the second in command the guy who's running the show yeah the guy named karma it's like a computer guy no no carmen yeah carmen is the computer guy's boss oh that's and right carmen is like talking to him on the radio and mike banning is like i'm gonna kill all you motherfuckers and you're all gonna die and you're not you gonna get stop it. me killing the president you get it and 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 then uh and then he's got carmen's brother oh at, at oh. bay and he's like sliding a knife into the guy's guts and the guy's screaming and he's like that's <laughs> your brother dying slowly you better you better pray that i don't get to you because it's not going to be that fast for you and then he kills the guy, and, and and President of the United States goes, was that necessary? And he goes, no. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, that happens. That happens uh, later, but it, but it's probably the thesis statement for the whole movie. I would say, absolutely beautiful, man. I saw this at a packed promotional press screening, and you can't oh, imagine fun. the cheers. You and can't I, imagine how nuts people went during this movie. Jesus it was astounding. Christ. It was it was like at the same time delightful and horrifying. That's that's the movie for you at its best. Yes. But the guy but the guy that he makes suffocate and it really upsets Aaron Eckhart so much. Uh Mike Banning goes through him goes through his pockets and this once again like bad good dialogue or good good dialogue or good bad good, dialogue. Good. Bad bad or good bad make your choice but he's like He's got more ammunition than the entire U.S. Army. And you're like, damn, that sucks. That's a lot. That's too much of an exaggeration, Gerard Butler. Like, you went too far. You're like, maybe a whole battalion or something. But we, he, he definitely doesn't have more ammunition than the entire U.S. Army. It's it's no, they've got enough C4 to orbit Arnold Schwarzenegger. Something like that. <laughs> but more <laughs> ammunition than the entire U.S. Army, Mike Banning? It's a lot. It's Come a lot. on. He's not a comedian. Mike Banning. Mike Banning's not a comedian. He's not a subtle man. He just wants to kill. Speak, speaking he of, he only nothing. wants to hurt bad guys. Well, do you want to do the best line in the entire? Well, quote unquote, I mean, best line. I don't even know if we can make a judgment about what that is. I, I think that we've talked about it a few times. I think. The... But I mean, there there is a point where he's on the radio with the guy, and he's like, "I'm going to send your guys back to fuck Hedistan. Yeah. That's Why don't it. you? Here's the line. Why don't fuck you boy Hedistan? It's the little details of the line. It's beyond just the fuck Hedistan. This is the whole line. Why don't you boys pack up your shit and head back to fuck Hedistan or wherever it is you're from? <laughs> hey, look, so, I'm willing to grant you might not actually be from fuck Hedistan, but I'm just saying. You can also go back to where you're from. Or or where or or you can go. Yeah. That is that is only my second favorite line in the movie. Wait, what's your first favorite line? Did you my favorite line? In, no, my favorite part, my favorite line, my favorite part of the whole film <clears throat> is when they finally make it to the safe house, <clears throat> and they meet like Jax, the girl who's like one of the only trustworthy other spies. Yeah, she's a cool uh, London safe house girl. Cool London safe house CIA chick, and um, Jax. well, she's MI six, I guess. Anyway, uh, and and they're 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 taking a beat. They're having a sec to relax. Oh right, this is the best part and, of the movie. And and he 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 gives Aaron. He comes up. He's got two glasses of water. He gives Aaron Arkin a glass of water. He's like, here, drink this. I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. And he sits down in the chair and he just pounds this glass of water. It's like maybe five seconds of screen time. 
but it's like a single static shot. Mike Bannon just like shugging a glass of water. And then he goes, it's, <laughs> there's something really primally beautiful about how stupid that is. I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. It's it's just awesome. It's the and most from from that point on. He's the fucking Tasmanian devil. Yeah, like <laughs> the, mo- the most manly goes- water drinking you've ever seen in your entire life. Oh, oh yeah, also I'll, sunning. I'll be post- posting a clip of that. Love a hydrated that- man. The, the bad guys show up. They they finally make contact with, like, you know, the U.S. authorities. Like, Morgan Freeman shows up again. Melissa Leo's back. Uh, Robert Forster's back. And they're like, well, we need to authenticate that we're actually talking to the real people. And Morgan Freeman has a, oh, yeah. some shtick about fishing. Because he says that to him at the beginning. Yes. At the beginning of the movie, he goes up to Mike Banning. And Mike Banning's like, hey, how was your vacation? And he was like... Do you know, you know, what, you know what it's you know like what, to suck you know a giant salmon's like cock? To to <laughs> to catch a seventy pound king mackerel, and he's like me either, and it was like a joke. And so to authenticate because you can't trust anyone, he says that same line. And he's like, okay, I know it's yeah. the vice president, but uh, we as we we move on. Like you know, the bad guys show up. There's another big shootout. Jax manages to escape. Mike Banning, the president, manages managed to escape. Uh, but actually, they they get the president. At a certain point. You better believe it. <clears throat> the bad guys capture Aaron Eckhart and their plan is to execute him live on YouTube at 8 p.m. A thing we've always all aspired to. And, <laughs> yeah, he's um, going to live stream it. He's going to live stream it. It's like Viva Physical Media episode 64. This is the one we kill the president. And uh, <clears throat> But that sets the stage for the SAS to show up and there's a 15 minute like single take one like fake digital seamed up one oh man action sequence it's just so good they do man, um... this, this movie just keeps hitting me it's like it just keeps touching every nerve it's so stupid and so fun they it's do the this they do so a, one of these action scene wonders the only the, the way that you would hope a has fallen movie would do it because like the little gaps that they take where they where they where they clearly are putting cuts in there are yeah. so are so long and clunky and so obvious <laughs> like <clears throat> one where they just go yeah. into smoke but they're in smoke for like four or five <laughs> seconds like two or three like, seconds yeah yeah it's I great. bet that they I bet that they cut I bet that they <laughs> did a cut in there somewhere yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's astonishing so and it's so violent. There's RPGs going off. There's cars flipping over. And it's just ah, it's just a staggering display of total garbage nonsense. Who directed this, this one? Uh, a guy named Babak Najani. Oh, okay. Uh, he did he, uh, Proud Mary, which I didn't see, but heard he did, which, which is also pretty good. And he's done a lot of television and some other stuff. But he hasn't really been heard from much after this. And and I'm disappointed by that because I think there's some real potential here. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder if he has anything in the works. It's at least uh, as well directed as the first one. It's it's so much better than the first one. It's just like this is this is a movie that knows what it is. This is a movie that understands the assignment. It's definitely having a lot more fun with what it could do. You know what I mean? I wanted it's, to sh- it's it's deeply unserious in its seriousness. Yes. Which is something that the first one is approaching but doesn't understand. I wanted and to whether share- or not it's intentional here, 
that's what's coming through. Yeah. I wanted to share my, my favorite line in the movie. And of course, when we're talking about favorite lines, we're talking about the shittiest, <laughs> stupidest lines. Uh, but there's a part where Aaron Eckhart actually pops out of a door and saves Gerard Butler for a change, blows a guy away who's about to blow away Mike Banning. And Mike Banning looks at the president of the United States and says, I was wondering when you were going to come out of the closet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Fucking got him. Because this is how guys talk to each other. They're we just like... dudes being pals, having fun, being dudes. <laughs> we like to bust each other's balls, you know. We love razzing each other. It's good there stuff. Are, there are so many terrible lines. Terrible, meaning great, lines in this movie. Let's let's talk about some of the dialogue in London Has Fallen, have you? I've got another right. speech lined up here. Oh, there's so many, but like... uh. He gives the president a gun at one point and he's like, point this in towards the bad guy. Yeah. And the president's like, this isn't good, dude. Like, I'm worried. Stay here. And if anybody opens that door, like, you kill him. You shoot him with that gun. What if you don't come back? You're fucked. <laughs> Mike, I'm, I'm a little worried. Don't jinx me. And then he leaves. And the president's like, well, that was inspiring. Well, similar to... Uh... You know, when that woman was dragged by her hair and she was doing the Pledge of Allegiance, when it looks like the president's going to be beheaded, he's he starts he starts reciting his presidential oath, his swearing oath. Oh, God, <laughs> he does. Unbelievable. And, it, and it's, be, it's being like projected in Times Square, like everywhere. You could you see shots in Times Square of it, like over on the big advertising video walls and shit. I, Aaron I mean, Eckhart, do solemnly swear to fulfill the obligation of my office or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. And they're about, about to the decapitate where, him. What about the part where the president's driving them away from an, ex, an action scene and he's like, he's like driving crazy and Mike Banning's like, this car's bulletproof, not politician proof. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Got like, got him. Uh, uh, he's he's with the uh, the SAS guys before the big one like the big long take and the guy's like, are you fucking crazy? And Mike Banning's like, yeah, wish me luck. That's when he has a he has a little okay. um, a quick friendship with a Scottish dude because oh, yeah. because yeah. they're, uh, you know, they both get I mean, it. He has a really good rapport with this guy. There's a part where that other that same guy is like, there's more than 100 terrorists in there. And he's like, yeah, well, he should have brought more dudes. <laughs> He's very confident. You know, uh, there's a part where the bad guy has the president captive. And he's like, not many people get to have their death witnessed by billions. And the president is like, I'm not the only one who's going to die today. Oh, got him again. Uh, um, I mean, there's just so much good shit here. I'll do you know, I'll How many people do you think died, Mr. And says the president? I don't know. A lot of people. All those yeah, innocent no one people knows. says the president dead because of me. And Mike Banning's like, not because of you, because of them. They're trying to kill you, sir. And they've killed all these people to just make everybody else more afraid. Well, fuck that and fuck them. Yeah, Mike Banning likes to swear. I think his catchphrase is fuck. I think yeah. that's like <laughs> the Mike Banning. They do, they do it a lot in Angel, too, where it's like, here we go. Then he goes, and he like the camera will zoom in and he'll go, fuck. It's like it's like his thing. There's he loves a part it. where he, he rescues the president. And and the president's like, what took you so long? And he's graphic. like, I had a couple errands to run. Yeah, graphic. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, it's so good. And like, let's not even talk about the insane speech that he gives to the bad guy before he murders him at the end of the movie. Well, let's get to it right now. So uh, the president, the guy's going to chop off uh, the president's head with a machete. 
the camera's dude, going. Yeah, that machete. The dude, as we as we you know, you could see this sort of thing coming. But of course, he vamps way too much. Like he could cut off. He has a solid minute and a half here where he could totally have cut off the president's head. Uh, live on TV, but he's like rubbing his machete up against his neck and like playing. Yeah, he's got to get he's got to get more subscribers and likes for his YouTube show. <laughs> yeah. I want to get those numbers up a little higher before I do it. Um, but at a certain <laughs> point, he's like swinging it back, and of course, Mike Banning like shoots him, and then he gets into a fight with him, and he starts punching him around, and he delivers a speech while he's punching the guy. Oh, it's so that's good. where he it's delivers so, the speech. Oh yeah, that's so speech. racist. You know what you guys don't get. We're not a fucking you, building. You know what you assholes don't get? What you assholes don't get? We're not a fucking building. We're not a fucking flag. We're not just one man. And then you're like, punch, punch. Assholes like you have been trying to kill us for a long fucking time. But you know what? A thousand <clears throat> years from now, we'll still fucking be here. Yeah, I beg to differ, Mike Manning. <laughs> but, uh, Damn. Uh, Un- that's a, unbelievable. That's, that's the closest. It's the closest we've gotten to seeing him like express his love of the country, I yeah. guess. He thinks that America is going to have a thousand year Reich, apparently. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. Hell yeah, uh, so brutal. This It's so fucked up. <laughs> I love every second of it. We're not a fucking <laughs> building. We're not a fucking flag. We're not just one man. And that's the you know, that's news to me. Unbelievable uh, that 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 made it into a movie. Yeah, that, and like, he's punching released. a guy though. It's incredibly silly. And then there's another speech that comes after that. Well, Morgan Freeman does a whole thing too. And at the end, it's like, <clears throat> you you did this. John Doe has the upper hand. Uh, you did this to retaliate for the drone strikes that murdered your whole family. Well. That's too bad. You shouldn't have done that. Because here's some more drone strikes. I'm going to murder everyone who's still alive. It's like <clears throat> at the end of the movie where Morgan Freeman like sort of gets the better of the terrorist mastermind behind this whole attack, who's not the guy that Mike Banning delivered that speech to. It's a different dude. Mm-hmm. And it's still at the end. It's like, well, we, uh, we're we still going to nuke you. It's fine. <laughs> like We're still justified in doing all of this horrible shit. And then, it, the, it, the movie has absolutely no conscience. It has no self-awareness about what it's doing. It's almost an intentional parody. Like if you didn't know any better, you would think it was a satire. That's a, yeah. To me, and to my mind, that's its biggest charm is that it mm. is that it is sincere. Yeah, it's this stupid and it's dead serious. It's dead right. serious. It's incredible. It's like it's like fucking airplane serious. He's lying. Even he's... though I mean that's a comedy, but you know what I'm getting at. It's just like that coming out of the closet is the sort of thing that you would have in in like a in like an episode of Decker or something like that. Like, because that's what these because these movies are fucking stupid like that. But there should have actually cut to a shot of the president coming out of a closet after that that line. I think he technically comes out of a closet. He comes out of a closet. That's why (laughs) they say that line. Um, But yes, uh, so he saves him. They probably bust each other's balls a little bit more. He Baron Eckhart is still alive. He's still president, but for some reason, Morgan Freeman, Vice President Morgan Freeman, gives the final speech at the end of the movie. He's pro- Aaron Eckhart's probably just tired. He's like, I don't want to make a speech. Aaron, Aaron Eckhart's not technically president during most of this movie because yeah, they oh they haven't him transferred him back maybe because yeah. of the Constitution. Yeah, uh, it's the one. It's the one area in which this is relatively technically accurate. Yeah, <laughs> this is where. So this is Morgan Freeman on his speech to the American people about 
this is definitely north of 9-11 type of um, body count, I would say. There are those who would say that this never would have happened if we could just mind our own business. Nothing, <laughs> nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> I think some things could be further from the truth. We owe, we owe it to our children and to their children to engage in the world, by which he means, of course, uh, <laughs> drone bombing weddings or whatever. Yeah. And at the end, he drone bombs the uh, the main bad guy. He's like, look out the window. And the guy looks at up upwards at his skylight and he drops a, a drone on him. What a weird like gotcha. Like, <laughs> like, ding. <laughs> I don't know. It felt very I wasn't expecting that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And the movie ends with the wave with the American flag waving, I believe. Oh, also his wife gives birth to the baby and they name her Lynn. And I knew they were going to name her Lynn after Angela Bassett's character. Oh, OK. Very good. Yeah. Uh, so every, everything works out pretty so great for, oh. for Mike Banning or does it? And nothing bad could ever happen to him again. Right. Because the two bad things already happened. So, <laughs> well, he's only <laughs> saved. He's only single-handedly saved the Republic twice. Also, yeah. so, you know what? I was like, why is it? Is anyone giving him any fucking medals? Where are his pins? Where are his like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, where is this man not get any recognition for the lives of Americans he has saved? Like, I'll I'll tell you what shit or whatever. I'll I'll tell you what recognition. Besides us got. here right now. Besides us here right now, yes, I will tell you what recognition he got. It's not too dissimilar, but when I was at the press screening of this movie at the end of the film after all of this beautiful beautiful gorgeous horrible disgusting racist nonsense when he goes to his laptop and goes to his resignation oh, letter yes and the little mouse cursor goes over save or delete and he hits delete delete cut to black credits people went fucking nuts <laughs> wow. like, I think, I it feel was like just I like mike banning times 10 like where is mike banning episode six i know this was only part two i need four more right now let's go and i'm i'm here to tell you that if tomorrow they said there are four more mike banning movies coming i will watch every single fucking one of them no to me gerard butler only plays mike banning well, every, I mean, that's... <laughs> every character he plays is some iteration of Mike Banning. I certainly can't. Plain, I can't. I cannot argue with that. Plain Den of Thieves, Greenland, the proposal, Killer, the proposal. Yes, he's not in that, but <laughs> oh, all masterpieces. The... Uh, and uh, he's he's one of my favorite current action hero actor guys. Yeah, he's like Charles like, Bronson. He plays he's with making kind of guy. He makes two, three to three and a half star pieces of shit every year. And I am here for it. And they make money. They still make money. Thank God. Yeah. They're they're always mid-level hits. <clears throat> uh, Den of Thieves. Have you guys seen Den of Thieves? Yes. Uh-huh. Den of Thieves is fucking garbage heat. It's fucking great. I, we can probably talk about it on this podcast. Oh, it's so fucking good. We should Thank find you. some room for it. It's so fucking good. Absolutely. But there, we have the, the sequel's coming out in a couple of years. But we They're have another another Mike Banning movie to talk about. But before we get to that, let's we do, do ratings. Yes, we do. Oh, ratings. Okay, I'm going to give this three and a half, Juds. I know that the way that I've talked about it makes it sound like it's a four or four and a half Jud movie. <laughs> but, but it's it's not. It's not. It's just 
exactly what it is. It's it's like a, a cobra. It's a snake. It has one purpose, and that's to kill. Uh, and it does that so effectively. I love its jingoism. I love its racism. I won't excuse or defend these things. I know that they're wrong, but uh, it's it reminds me of a time in which movies were purer. Okay. I admire this movie's purity. All right, very good. Uh, um, no Douglases, obviously, unless you count how horny it made me when he stabs a guy in the head. <laughs> no, we're not going to count it. I'm not counting that. No. <laughs> and I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it ten out of ten. Delicious, delicious, thirst quenching glasses of water. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to give it two and a half. I feel pretty much the same way that I do. Um... You're, you're a communist. You're a bad man. <laughs> Close to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I pretty much feel the same way I do about Olymp- I think I, I think Olympia Olympia has higher highs. This is a lot more consistent. That's insane. Uh, yeah, I I just think that that opening carnage shit in Olympia is fucking makes me laugh so hard. Travis, uh, go back to Buckheadistan. <laughs> <laughs> or wherever it is I'm from. Or we don't know. you can go to wherever it is you're from. Or, you know, wherever. I, I don't know. You might not be from Fuckhedistan. Uh, yeah, two and a half. There's like, I, I like it for the same reasons that uh, Matt does, just not, just not as much. Yeah. Uh, and then there's definitely parts that I find uh, boring. Uh, but, I, you know, now I'm going to go up a little bit more because I do like this. I think this movie is appreciably better than the first one. I can't, I can't have, yeah. it, have equal grades. So three, I'll say three. But they're both Solid. they're both fucking suck. <laughs> they're, they're both pieces of shit. They're worthless. But I but did I laugh a lot in this and the one before? I sure did. Um, zero Douglases. It's just not happening. Yeah, these aren't very horny movies. Uh, and I'm going to no give time. it. Speak for yourselves. Speak for yourselves, you perverts. <laughs> and I'm going to give it ten out of ten. Helicopters going through Angela Bassett's heart. Damn. <laughs> truly did. All right. I'm going to give it three and a half Judds as well. I thought this movie was a a big blast and mm-hmm. super corny, campy. The the buddy cop stuff I fucking loved. Uh, that, them running through the London underground was super fun. Just all of Mike Banning being a terrible badass was great. Um, Zero Douglases. There was just... You know, there's no time. There's no time for sex in these movies. Everyone's too busy killing each other. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna give it one out of one single tear down Angela Bass's face. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. The pinnacle of her career. You. I trusted you, and it paid off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Let's, let's wrap this thing up with the the least in probably the best made. But the I least, like this. the least interesting to me. I like this one better than Olympus Has Fallen. Yeah, it's better I mean, than it's, Olympus, but it's marginally. definitely better. I, yeah. Uh, oh, it's anyways. It's Angel Has Fallen. You must really like fishing, Mr. President. <laughs> it's cold out here. Sorry. Not anything to get out of DC for a while. Mike, I'm selecting you for Secret Service Director. Congratulations. I'll give him my best shot, sir. What is that? Are they bats? The drones! The drones! Don't move! Don't move! I'm coming to you! 
They're coming at you, Morph! Get him in the water, kill! Go! I got you. Going under. Dive deep. There's been an assassination attempt on the president. Mike Bannon, you're being charged with the attempted murder of the president of the United States. Uh, and it 20... was it was directed by a guy named Rick Roman Wall, who's become like kind of Butler's main collaborator. Yeah. I don't think I recognize um, anything that guy had done. Greenland. He he did Greenland. Uh, he did this one. He did uh, a movie with Butler earlier this year called Kandahar, which actually is quite good. That's what I hear. Um, I, I liked that a lot. Um, and and he's becoming kind of a kind of a regular collaborator of Jerry's. This is a, this and, movie is uh, fairly well made. That's it kinda, looks good. It's well it looks, acted. It looks a lot better than the last two. That's for sure. Visually, it's all it's on a different. It's not like oh my god, this is beautiful cinematography, but it's just like I can see what's happening on the screen. Things are a little bit glossier. It just works way better than the it other does, ones. It's lost. That I think can, its major that problem feel. is that it. Yeah, I think that's true. I think its major problem is it's it's paced pretty poorly. Yeah, and um. As much as I love the Nick Nolte shit, yeah, um, it's, Nick Nolte it's shit. in the way. It's in the way. No. Like, well, but okay, but we could be making an action movie instead of like worrying about Mike Banning's relationship with his dad. But we have to do that That's so that we can root for him even more. I know. Yeah. I'm with I know. you on for, all of this. For people who aren't already rooting for him a thousand percent like you are, <laughs> who need a little more convincing. I, I'm no, but I'm totally with you. The only thing is that like Nolte doesn't really part play a part in the finale. And so it's kind of like it's kind of thrown in you feeling it a little feels bit. a little bit. It feels a little bit too much. Like if if it had been if it had been Gerard Butler and Nick Nolte in the abandoned hospital nuking all the bad guys, I'd be talking about how awesome this was instead. <laughs> It's just Jerry, and then Nick Nolte goes to his wife's house and is like, "You better hide in the attic." He's like, "I'm Mountain Grandpa, and I'm ready to yeah, hang it's out." Like, and I'd be like, if I was Piper Parabo, who is not Rada Mitchell, by the way, I'd be oh, like, yeah. uh, "Who are you again?" So we get a total, <laughs> we get a, a wife swap here, and we get Piper Parabo instead of what's Rada, her name, Rada Mitchell. Rada Mitchell, but she's and the same. I, but she is the same character. She's the same character, and I just already, I immediately like her more. She's just a more likable. And you know what? Women characters don't have to be likable. Everyone, I know that, oh, but I, no, I, I don't agree. They should be likable. They should be more docile. They should and... smile more often. <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely need to smile more. <laughs> but Piper Perbo is just is just a better. I feel like she's a better wife for Gerard Butler. Okay. <laughs> That's I don't know. The, and uh, she would love to they, hear that. They have their baby, their baby Lynn, and she's Piper's like, "Oh, I'm so excited for you to come home more because you're going to retire." But before he retires, they're waiting on the decision of the president, who is now Morgan Freeman, to say if he's going to be director of Secret Service or if he's even going to get offered the job. Let and me tell Piper, you something. Before we get further into it. We do not hear jack shit about what happened to Aaron Eckhart's character from the previous. No, he disappears from the movie completely. We don't. Nobody nobody goes. Here's what happened to him. Here's why Morgan Freeman. I think it's implied that his term was up. Yeah, his term was up, and Morgan Freeman got elected. I think that's what's implied. But no one says anything. 
He's yeah, a he's, he's just the president now. Second lead in those previous two movies. He's the or, fucking president. You know, he resigned because he was sick of people trying to fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Any of that stuff would have been interesting for just a sentence for them to just address for a sentence. But it doesn't matter. Morgan Freeman is a better actor than obviously than Aaron Eckhart, so it's fine. Yeah. Um he he's the president that needs to be saved now. And then uh and, and one of the main problems with this movie, other than the fact that it's too good at least compared to the other two it's too character driven it's this it's serious it's self-serious in a way that i'm less interested in than the previous two movies but it yes. also doesn't have anything anything even close to the fucking cataclysmic carnage that in well, the the london falling and olympic Olympi- yes. Olympi- it's like a huge problem um i would like to argue that i thought the insect like drones were actually really fucking scary and i think no, they're that, cool. i agree yeah, i like yeah. them but that I guess, cool. yeah, I guess you're t- I guess the carnage as a result of that wasn't it's, uh, it's wasn't just the so same. small compared to what happens in this one is Morgan Freeman's off fishing and Gerard Butler goes like, I got to retire because here's the deal. I got fucking well, he doesn't say any of this, but he's he's suffering from PTSD. He's getting from- he's getting like Tony Soprano level anxiety attacks where he's like standing up too quick and is going to pass out and he's, he's freaking out. pills. Yeah. He's addicted to painkillers and what and various other kinds of drugs. He's got he's personally got real I don't problems. see what's wrong with any of this. I do this stuff all the time. <laughs> they show they show him at the really funny scene that I liked is they show him going to the doctor and the doctor is like going over his x-rays and shit and he's just like Dude, what did you do? <laughs> he's like, what, what? he's like, what has happened to your body? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to bring this movie up a, a second time in this podcast, but that reminded me of the scene in The Dark Knight Rises where Christian Bale goes to the doctor, and it's Thomas Lennon, and Thomas oh, yeah. Lennon is like, "What the fuck did you do, man? <laughs> you're, supposed thought, be, I, you're supposed to be rich. Really I thought you were a billionaire who sat on the couch all day. Why has every bone in your body been broken? Yeah, they basically say he has like a bunch of like <clears throat> kind of like football player injuries. You know, like het those. I'm not that wearing called? hockey pants. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the doctor's like, what what happened? He's like, um, but also it's like, doctor, have you watched TV at all? Don't you know? Like, don't you know who your patient is? This is Mike Banning. They, and he's they, the American hero. They made the executive decision uh, in this series for him not to become famous from this for whatever reason. I know. And <laughs> I hate very it. Strange. I think that hamstrings this movie. Yeah. I It so, never, never bothers me in a movie when they're like, aren't you the guy who's... Famous for being the greatest hero in American history twice. At this point, like, I it, wanted it's never him a to problem. get. I don't know why they don't do that. At this point, I wanted him to get all the recognition he could get: medals, awards, trophies, because he is is truly an American hero. But, uh, but also, it? like you're right, he is an American hero. And then it's like somebody. Okay, so let's let's backtrack a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. let's break this down forensically. He he's meeting his old buddy, his old war buddy. Oh, yeah. Danny, Danny Houston. Houston. Who I love. I love Danny Houston. Every time he shows up, that voice, the gravitas, always fun to see him. I need and to, he's I, doing a great job as a shitty bad guy here. I need to know, Emily, what did you how quick were you was it where you want where you want to Danny Houston on this? I knew it I knew it almost immediately. See? There as we soon go. as as soon as Danny Houston was like, you know what, you should get your military guys to come practice at my training facility. I was like, uh, oh, you're like yeah, oh, this guy's okay. Yeah. 100%. So, it's Danny. So like what about, yep. What about no Tim Blake me. Nelson? 
I don't know who that is. <clears throat> Tim Blake Nelson is the vice president. Who's the, who's the main bad guy? Oh, too. that guy was just such a nerd, though. I was just like, this guy, <laughs> this dork. I think but they yeah, do. Anyway. They, they do a better. Dead. They do a better job concealing his villainy, but at the same time, it's also economy of character stuff. Where you're like, he's got to be a bad guy. Why would they yeah. have Tim Blake Nelson play this role if it wasn't a bad guy? It, it right. 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 It's like Morgan Freeman's the president, so they got this other asshole to be the vice president. He's clearly a bad guy. But the Danny yeah. Houston also, character. Also, is... to defend Emily, you and I have watched a lot more Twenty Four. That is that uh, is very to, true. To uh, rebuttal uh, <laughs> about about. 14 years ago, I also watched a lot of 24. I just oh, don't good. remember it anymore. Okay. I, I couldn't um, tell you a thing about it, but I did uh, binge watch most seasons. <laughs> okay, pretty good. Excellent. But, but in this one, as, as, soon as, as soon as Danny Houston is basically having conversations with him, you're like, he's got to be, there's no, it he's doesn't make sense. Guy. It makes no sense for him to just, for Danny Houston yeah. to be like sitting and talking to him if he's not going to come back later and be the bad guy. He has Also, to. even even Banning was like, why are we talking? He's like, why are you back here again? Like, what <laughs> what happened? Like, and I, I needed to introduce myself me, because you know? I'm going to be the bad guy later in the movie. So the audience yeah. knows, who I, you know. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Got it, got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, what, what ends up what ends up happening is like Mike Banning goes to visit his buddy, who's like a rich dude who has this like private mercenary force. He's like he basically runs like a Blackwater style private salient security firm. It's called Salient Global. Salient. Salient Global, yes. And yeah, it's a uh, private like contractor, yeah. Yeah. And he's hanging out with this guy, and then he goes and does the goes with the president on his fishing trip. And this massive army of little tiny drones shows up and tries to murder everybody. Oh, God, it's so scary. And it's really, it's a good scene. It's really good. And, like, all the shots where the drones are, like, exploding and blowing dudes all over the screen and stuff. Guys go flying, pulling great wire pulls. It's really cool. Really, really good explosions. There's yeah, some uh, slow motion, slow motion guys flipping backwards into water. But yeah. th- what I really liked about this was the drones... It, it started, it was almost filmed like a horror movie because it was mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, everyone's like, wait, what's that noise? Are those, are those bats? Yeah. And then from far, a bunch of tiny little dots and then they're, they start to swarm. And it was actually, it was just so, so creepy because that shit it exists. Was and they those don't, really cool. little drones exist. Am I, am I remembering correctly? Do the drones not come back after this scene? Is this no. the only thing? They, they, they do not reappear. The only time he uses this incredible weapon. I guess that was yeah, it. You, that was you all, would all think he had. That at the end of the movie, when there's like an army versus army, like shoot out of the hospital, they might use the drones. No, I think he used he used them all here. Also, yeah. all the all, yeah, all the drones exploded too when they were drones. done. He That's ran all out. I had. Like that, that took me a lot. That cost a lot of money to make all those drones. I can't just make more. But okay, that speaks to my point where I'm headed here, which is like, he goes and hangs out with his buddy who runs a private army that's funded by many, many millions of dollars. Then he goes to help the president do his fishing trip. The president is assaulted by a massive army of drones that kills his entire security staff. And everybody's like, it was probably Mike Banning. I think (laughs) it was Mike Banning. And he's, so the, this happens, he's the only one left alive. Yeah, yeah. this happens and there's, because... there's no way anybody set him up for this. No way. No way. He would totally do something like this. The guy no. who rescued the president single-handedly saved the Republic twice. 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 Because this happens... a traitor. 
this happens months. when Mike Manning is going back to shore because he's having an anxiety attack and the president's like, hey, I'll be fine. Just send someone back. I'm with this kid, this guy who runs the boat. He, I'm sure he'll be fine with me for a second. The no. and the <laughs> professor too. And the rest. <laughs> But these little drones have have facial recognition targets. And when they see Mike Banning, they they swerve away from him. And so he ends up being one of the only survivors. Right. And Morgan Freeman is now in a coma. We see a silent. We see a hand. We don't know who it's attached to, like move, make the drones not kill Mike Banning. And that's another one where you're like, they're not telling us. But you're like, well, it's fucking Danny Houston. Then I mean, it's just it right. is. Uh, but the movie's like, oh, we I don't know. Like, yeah, Maybe it is. it is Mike Banning. And you're like, wait, no, it's not. I've. You know, and and extremely importantly, um, this is it. This is the this drone scene, which is cool. And I thought it was cool. It's I like kind of the whole movie. It's the equivalent of the uh, the crazy fucking carnage uh, where the planes mowing people down at the White yes. House. The crazy fucking carnage yes. in London where they blow up all of its known landmarks. I don't uh, I don't think this is as good as either of those two scenes. No. However, I am fully in favor of a franchise being built on in every movie. We need to have a 15 minute mass slaughter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was that's what I want. And then I this like one, that it, that's that like we I, I would like to believe that this is about Mike Banning. Yeah, <laughs> but. But clearly the movies believe that the hook is we need 15 minutes of killing. <laughs> Tremendous body counts. Tremendous like, body counts. Dream, yeah. just dreamlike body counts where you're like, so that didn't happen. Somebody's going to wake up now and go like, whoa, that was crazy. Nope, <laughs> that really happened. Uh, and that's what happens in this one. And it's just not as uh, as amazing as the. And that's kind of just the way that the whole movie feels is a little bit underwhelming compared to the hysterical insanity of the previous two movies. And this movie replaces a lot of that like dumb insanity with kind of like character building. And, yeah, like, they they try to give trauma. They try, Yeah, They're exactly. Trying. They they add this PTSD anxiety I, attack thing. I to don't Mike think Bain. that's and a like, And like the, uh, the daddy issue stuff. And the daddy and his, well, Nick Nolte's got his own trauma. And of course they deal with their trauma together in a post-credit stinger. Dude, oh, so oh, okay, so good. <laughs> let's let's Mwah. save let's Mwah. save the talk about the post credit stinger. Oh, of course. I I I have some ideas about that. Okay, <laughs> but again, like, but for, I mean, this it, it's a has fallen movie. So there's not much that happens between. Okay, we got our carnage. We we got our little setup. Where's Mike Banning at? We get our carnage. The ripple, and that's why Angel has fallen. Angel is referring to Mike <laughs> Banning himself, right? Mm. Yes. And so Mike Banning has fallen. And so everybody thinks that he did it. Jada Pinkett Smith is, oh. is called out and she's like, I'm not, I'm not impressed by your shockingly respectable record of. I really heroism. hate Jada in this movie. I'm like, she's bad in it. And I'm it, like, have you not seen? Have you not seen the work of Mike Banning? The gall <laughs> of you to even accuse him of, of killing the president. And she's just she's supposed to be like tough, but it just isn't. Her character kind of sucks. It feels very perfunctory. It feels beneath her because she's a terrific actress. Yeah, a really she strong is. performer. Like we don't Not have Angela here. Bassett anymore, and like I'm fully in favor of subbing out Jada Pinkett for Angela Bassett, but they're not giving her a good role here. 
No. No, she's just and sort of like, just... I'm serious. And, and they kill her. It. They kill her they halfway kill her. through. Not or I know. Or halfway. I mean, I'm a huge Jada fan. I love her in the Matrix sequels. I love her in pretty much everything she's in. And it, this is beneath her. I mean, these movies are all about being beneath the people who are in them and stuff. But in this case, they're not. No, they're not beneath me. <laughs> not, well, obviously, a few things are. But <laughs> I am like, beneath all of you, but nothing is beneath me. <laughs> I mean, you got, you got in the first one, you got Mel Mel Melissa Leo just absolutely <laughs> giving sho a shocking amount of percent like while being kicked to death and jada jada doesn't is barely getting up out of bed for this one she's just like you know i'm very serious I my deliveries too. Like, but also like there's not much there of these i'm so sick of these roles where like this woman who is supposed to be or this character doesn't matter you know if it's a woman or not this character is supposed to be like a really really skilled investigator and like can't even see through the shitty plot of this movie. Yeah. You know what I it, mean? It's like, don't they go like, um, uh, we, we found all this money in your account and isn't it like also $10 million? Yeah. It's like, 10 million. Like, and then again, she also has like a Mermit line. McDermott. She has a line where she's like, tell me about the encrypted folder we found on the dark web. And it just sounded yeah. so like fake to me. It's so corny. <laughs> you don't like, buy please it. Please let this woman have a fucking role. It's the sort of thing that, that you could you could put in this movie and then I have seen movies do this before where they're like, I think that they did it. And then like two minutes later, they're like, no, no, of course not. Yeah. Like, no. And then they and you're like, thank God they didn't go. They didn't follow that stupid thread because that would be unrealistic and unsatisfying. But they follow the thread in this movie for a little while. And yeah, it, they do. And it's stupid. And it just it's, it could only annoy everybody. It makes you not like her character. And they, even though her character at a certain point kind of goes like, maybe Mike Banning isn't a bad guy. And we like, so we found Danny Houston might be in, in charge. And then, of course, that's when they kill her. But it's all and they, very. And yeah. they literally only find that out when they go to the abandoned shack or whatever. And it's all the dead bodies lined up where Banning had wrote, we work for salient with an arrow pointing <laughs> down. He literally has to spell it out for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. But of course, that cabin is Nick Nolte's cabin. And so um, Mike, Mike right. Banning, Mike Banning, first we get a lot of him running and this stuff started. Well, he's, to... he's on the run for a long time. Yeah. And he decides he's going to head to his estranged father's compound. cabin in the woods. Yeah, and compound. I, and I got no problem skipping to this because the him, Mike Banning on the run stuff got pretty tedious. I thought that was kind of boring. And so basically, long story short, he goes his his strange father, who's a Vietnam vet, who's got PTSD issues and, and trauma of his own that he's coping and with. And who's basically a Rambo out in the fucking Blue Ridge Mountains somewhere. Yeah, he's an old coot, but he's got bombs and, and he's, he's got an security cameras. He's got tons of booby traps and he just hates the government and everybody. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't trust anybody and he gets, he seems like he's got, his issues are really well dug in over the past yeah, 50 years or something like that. But you know, he's, he makes a lot of progress in this movie as well. I do. I do like it when stuff like this happens in these movies where like, here comes Mike Banning to visit his estranged father. It's like Rambo visiting a strange father. And he's like, remember, remember how bad you treated mom? <laughs> I feel like it's probably like we could talk about that later. Yeah. Well, this, know, is, this is how they first greet each other is like uh, he like walks in on his property and then uh, Nick Nolte approaches him with a gun. They're not telling us any of this, of course, that they need it to be a big revelation. And Nick Nolte's like, how the fuck did you find me? Oh, and then God. and then he's like, says something like it's my job to find people or whatever. And he goes, 
did you do it? And he goes, you'd like it if I did, wouldn't you, dad? Dun, like dun, dun, oh, uh, my uh, God, uh, it's uh, his dad. And, yeah, then, that, and then they they start like he starts bitching about how he's like, you think Iraq was any different than Nam and blah, blah, blah. Your country didn't, you know, and they, they yell at each other for a little bit. They get past their shit pretty quick. And then they blow up a bunch of there's more cool explosions. Okay, the part, the part where all the bad guys come to infiltrate Nick Nolte's compound and he has all of his, like, debt cord C4 yeah, cool. booby traps and the guys are, like, pirouetting through the air as they get blown up. That shit's pretty rad. There's so like, many instances in this movie where guys are slow motion twirling in the air from, yeah. from getting hurt. <laughs> and I am, I am 100% here for that every single time. Same. Like, I was watching this movie going like, that guy's really in the air. That's pretty fucking cool. Really blew you know, the shit is, out of this him. Is a, this is a dumbass movie, but you know what? That's what I'm here to see. Yeah, this is where we get to do get a little hands on the other foot situation, too, because remember in London uh, is fallen hands on feet and Aaron Eckhart is constantly going like Jesus Christ, Mike, or whatever for the fucked up stuff that Mike's doing. Mm-hmm. Nick Nolte keeps blowing people up and Mike keeps Mike Banning keeps going like, God damn it, dad. Holy shit. Like, shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And he's like, ah. I think that's a huge mistake. That was one thing that I was thinking about watching this was like there needed to be Nick Nolte like fucking mutilating these guys. And then Gerard Butler is like, <laughs> yeah, that's my dad. You know, like, that's what should have happened. That's yeah, my it's dad. big, it's... big missed opportunity. It's kind of symptomatic of what kills this whole movie. Yeah, it's it's trying to take itself a little too seriously. It lost its filthy soul a little bit. Yes, it, absolutely. It's, it's trying to it's, go legit. This, this one, like, it's a little humorless, and that's hard to that's hard to argue given how much fun it is to watch Nick Nolte in it. Yeah. But it is a bit humorless. But Nick Nolte's like doing he's real... He's like PTSD stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's doing like real acting where he'll be like, I got the PTSD. And his like lip will be quivering. Yeah. Like he's doing a full on... I, I liked like the like inclusion if... of Nick Nolte. I thought, it, I thought it was... I don't know. I liked it. I think without it, I would definitely give this a lower score than I already have in mind, so... Oh, absolutely. But, but it, I mean, it doesn't necessarily me... work or anything, but it I worked for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It reminded me a little bit of of Hulk, where like <laughs> uh, I, and I and I think that that movie's really good anyway. But also like the third act of it is like Eric Bana and Nick Nolte, like having an argument. Yeah. <laughs> like and I'm like, actually, I can't believe it. But this is pretty fucking cool because it's Nick Nolte <laughs> and Eric Bana like yelling at each other, having like a daddy daughter day. And uh, it's pretty cool. And it, and I kind of I kind of missed some of that frisson, you know, from this. Yeah. Uh, I wanted a little bit of a push pull between the two characters. They just they, I don't think it really, really exists. No, the push pull is really perfunctory. Like we have to yeah. do it. And then they get it out of the way and, and they get past it pretty quick. Uh, and then Nolte a... goes to like rescue the daughter and the, the wife while Gerard Butler goes and does the action stuff. And I found that intrinsically disappointing. Like, what are we doing here? Why does Nick Nolte not have a gun in his hand? It's really sloppy, and and it. Um, but I do like to think of it from the the wife and the wife's perspective, because she, <laughs> the, she where thinks, this homeless man shows up on their doorstep. Yeah, Nick Nolte's got <laughs> is like a full on like coot look going with like a yeah. crazy clothes and a crazy beard and all that shit. So she's in her house. They have a police escort. Some people, some bad guys come in the back. 
And they're like, we're going to oh, need yeah. you to come with us. And they've got guns and stuff. And they're like, oh, no, it's curtains for us. They go out the back. She's carrying their little, their like one-year-old child. Uh, so they, go out, they go out the back. their dicks off. <laughs> Nick Nolte like fucks <laughs> these guys up. So she's already scared enough. And then a, like a crazy old like hobo like stabs these guys to death right in front of her and her child. Oh, it probably smells so bad. Oh, yeah. And then he goes like. I, I-, I would also argue that uh, his his violent incursions upon other people are not graphic enough. The whole movie is not graphic enough in my opinion. Yeah, it could be more graphic yes, for sure. I agree. Yes. It's not more it's blood. not very bloody. The other movies are bloody as hell. Uh and he kills these two guys and he goes like I didn't want to meet you guys like this. And you're like, no. Oh god damn <laughs> Chewbacca. God damn it. Ah oh, hell. Uh and then uh <laughs> All right, so she's like, all right, I guess that your bike banning's dead. And the things slow <laughs> down here. And then anyway, but all we want is to get to the like the climactic. How beautiful scene. would it have been if she recognized him as her father-in-law because he was a violent psychopath? <laughs> I recognize that violence. I've seen go that back, violence. Go back to fuck Hadistan. That is exactly <laughs> what my husband would say. <laughs> I love him so. Six also, meanwhile, cameras. meanwhile, all of this is happening. Morgan Freeman's still in a coma. He's starting to respond to like light or something like that yeah. and when i was watching this i was like <laughs> it's like he needs like true love's kiss to wake up it's like a snow white thing <laughs> but it's but it's mike bannon who has to like save the u.s and then smooch him on oh the my mouth God, if, if gerard butler had to kiss him to wake him up that would have been <laughs> just, amazing just a sweet smooch on the lips after he saved america you Talk can wake about up now, an sir. angel that has fallen. <laughs> yeah, they they blew their chance I there. I love that idea. <laughs> the climax of this movie is all localized at this hospital complex area. I think and this is a pretty good shootout. I think it's, it's very fine. competent. It's just so samey, and it goes on too long. It's just I'm, all this. I'm I'm agreeing with you, but I also like that it takes place in bright light. Yeah, and that's is true. relatively geographically solid. I like, like seeing things. Yeah, it's like they were trying to go for the opposite of the climactic gunfight in London has fallen. It's yeah. it's like in this office building in the middle of the day. And I, and a, I think it's, it's a it, hospital. Yeah, a big a big huge hospital, like a crazy modern hospital. And it and it's like competent enough. The guy does it does a good job shooting action, but it just it's just so much of this and it just goes on and on and on. Um, I yeah. did. I did have a hard relate to because Morgan Freeman has been roused from a coma and is just sort of like barely conscious, and they're dragging him around to avoid being blown away by crazed gunmen. <laughs> and he's like, they're like, they're like end up burning him. Yeah, like, he's around like, the hospital <laughs> corridors. Yeah, he's barely awake. It was, the best part was when they made him wave at the bad guys. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> he's he's just been he's just been resuscitated from sunglasses. A, yeah, he's just come back from a coma. <laughs> And they're like, Mr. President, we're going to need you to sprint right now. Uh, Hope you're wearing comfortable shoes. Need you to run I'm, as fast as I'm you can. I'm 75 and I just woke up from a coma. <laughs> but I was relating to this because uh, I was at work and I was and I was still coming down from COVID, uh, from COVID at the time. So when, when I would drag myself to work, it would be like a similar sort of thing where I was just like, Ugh. God damn it. You're like, God, I feel like a 75 year old man who just woke up from a coma and has to run through a hospital. Absolutely right. (laughs) Absolutely right. But there's a really funny shot here where they like blow up a building and it collapse. And it's a process shot with Morgan Freeman being dragged around. We can Bernie style in front of this shitty special effect. And I thought that that was probably my favorite part in the whole movie. You're like, man, that no, that my favorite shot is the very end where he's next to Putin. But (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like man now we're getting now it's getting goofy finally that's what i've been missing for this whole thing 
Uh, but the fight scene goes on and on. At a certain point, they're at the they're on the rooftop, and it's been pared down. And of course, it's Danny Houston versus Gerard Butler, as as you knew it was going to happen. Danny Houston is a real the action is the juice kind of guy, and he misses he misses it, and they throw their big guns down, and they're going to do like more of an intimate duel with each other. And uh, sucked each other's dicks. I mean, that would have been something. Wouldn't that have been something? I don't know. That would have been <laughs> something. Not enough dick sucking in movies like this, in my opinion. In movies in general. Yeah. Modern, modern audiences don't Oppenheimer like it. Oppenheimer needed some more dick sucking. I wish there more. was even Barbie needed dick. less. There wasn't even dick in Oppenheimer, but you got butt. I know. We needed, there were boobs. We needed some more dick. Yeah. yeah. I haven't no, seen it, but movie. I agree. It's a bad yeah. movie anyway, so who cares? Uh, but they do. This fight scene's got an interesting moment in it where they're like they're down. They've they threw their big guns and they just have their pistols and then they wear out their pistols. And at a certain point, they're just knifing it. They're like knife fighting and they're like go, really going at it. And uh, and at a certain point, Gerard Butler makes the move and just gets the one stab shot in and stabs him in the armpit in his heart. And Danny Houston just is like, yep, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. you got me. Like it just ceases, <laughs> it completely ceases, and he's like, "Oh, you win! That's a kill shot, right well, there." Well, he like, he was busy remembering being abused by his actual father. <laughs> yeah, John Houston. Yeah. yeah, that guy had an interesting upbringing. But oh, yeah, damn, is that who that is? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he's he's John Houston's son, Angelica Houston's brother. Interesting. But he, uh, they sit down next to each other, and uh, Danny Houston's leaking blood. We finally get to see some blood. He's pouring blood out of his armpit, and he goes. Uh, Glad it was you, Mike. And then he goes, lions, because he think he considers them both to be lions. And that's a thing that they talk oh, about. It's, the it's because time. they went to the same college together and that was their mascot, I think. Yeah, the Harvard lions or the, the Yale lions or something. The big we're, boy college lions. We're lions. The lions. <laughs> the Northern Virginia Community College lions. Uh, and then we, and then it's the movie's not over. It it, it goes and it goes on. OK, here we go. <laughs> OK, before we get the, to the, 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 the tremendous cut scene. Um, go ahead. We do have a scene where he has a final um, scene with Morgan Freeman. And I thought it was very funny because they hug each other, which you don't usually see and stuff like that. He's like, Mike. Yeah, it's our moments of tongue. Mike, it's our moments of struggle that define us. And he's like, all right, Mr. President. He's like, I will do the job for you or whatever. And he's like, thank you. And then they hug and you're like, oh, shit. All right. They usually <laughs> yeah. usually you don't see that sort of thing in a movie like this. And then it's uh, Nick Nolte is living at the house with them. He's wearing a, a nice sweater, which I thought was very funny. They've given him some nice clothes to wear. They ha They had to, dude. He stinks so bad. Yeah, you can't wear those clothes if you're gonna live in our house. He's like, "Oh, we'll be good. We'll all be, we'll be a real family now." And then it cuts and it says directed by and written by, and you're like, "All right," and you should stick around a little while longer. Not even that long, like three <laughs> seconds later. No, I think that they roll like three different credits, so it's probably like ten seconds, okay. and then and then it's back, baby, <laughs> like it's a Marvel movie or something like that. Right. And well, Mike it's, <laughs> and it's it's Mike Banning. And his dad, Nick Nolte, and they went to a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, for their PTSD tank. therapy. It's called self-care. Yeah. <laughs> I look, I look, do you guys want to hear the story about my sensory deprivation tank? I've heard it before. Wait, I feel yeah, like you've, you've told it. it on the podcast before. Yeah. I think I've told it on the podcast before. Uh anyway. Well, long story short, Matt was <laughs> on it was acid too much in a, in a sensory <laughs> it was deprivation a tank. <laughs> I fu I fucked it up, is the is the long story short. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But okay, so here's here are my two ideas for Olympus Has Fallen four. Oh, can for I Mike, can I can Mike I just, four? Can I just go, go ahead. through this, yeah, this cutscene here? You go first. Uh, yes. because there's a couple funny jokes in it. So they're they're floating in these gigantic like uh, zero gravity pools, like each one is massive and they're in the, a room all by themselves and they're floating in there and they're both like, this is actually pretty good. You can you can really crank it in one of those things, too. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, <bet. laughs> like, Nick Nolte's like, this feels nice. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, for laughing. <laughs> I, hate, I hate it. But, yes. <laughs> Come on, you didn't expect I would say anything more. <laughs> you you didn't think I would be couth about it. Uncouth for sure. Yeah. You, Nick Nolte's like, oh, I can really get used to this. This is pretty sweet. They're like, we like the zero gravity. And then they turn the lights off. And then they both go like, Oh no, I don't like this anymore. And then and then and then Nick Nolte says, I'm gonna pee in here, and then we roll credits. So yeah. the last, the last so line of the Has Fallen Mike Banning trilogy is, oh. so as we know it so far, is I'm going to pee in here. By Nick Nolte. By Nick Nolte. And then we get the credits. That was okay, so, so silly. There's two ways we can go with the Mike Banning franchise. Yeah. One, and Travis, you and I have spoken about this a little bit, is the Jack Ryan route. Yeah. Where like... In part four, everyone dies in some massive terrorist attack, and now Mike Banning is president, which does happen in the the Tom Clancy Jack Ryan novels, yeah, but has yet to happen in the films. Um, and I would like that because I like the idea of President Mike Banning. Absolutely, A, I like the idea of President Mike Banning. B, I like the idea of President Mike Banning with a machine gun. C, I like the idea of President Mike Banning with a machine gun, like racistly murdering people. Who do you think That's President? Fine. Who I got a question. Who do you think President Mike Banning is going to appoint as ambassador to fuck Hedistan? Oh my God! You know who I hope it is? Uh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Baldwin would totally do one of these movies at this point. Or, or like. Sam Jackson needs to get in on this shit. Okay. Oh, we didn't even talk about how at the end of this movie, he also accept he tried to quit. And then Morgan Freeman, like reverse psychology to him into <laughs> accepting the direct secret service position. Oh, I'm yeah. sure his wife's stoked. That is correct. And, and then he hugs him. Yeah. Gives him a big um, hug. Or, you know, you know who needs to have some room in the fallen franchise? Fishburne. I would love. Oh, I would oh, love. Yeah, Fishburne. of course. Fantastic. Okay, so that's like that's my second choice, though. I don't really want. I I'd be thrilled if it went that way, but not where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we end with Nolte, the dad, and Mike Banning in the Sensep tanks. Let's go, Army of Darkness. Let's go. <laughs> we slept. We slept too long. It's oh a thousand God. years later. Wait, I would watch. It's it's thirty thirty. They wake up. The fucking cyborg apes have taken over. Damn. Earth has fallen. Earth, I think Earth has Nick fallen. Nolte, yeah. Earth Gary has Butler shit. versus Skynet cyborg apes. Let's. I'm here. I'm here for go. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Because the first one, yeah. the first one is the White House. London yeah. is bigger than the White House. Mike Banning is bigger than London. 
Mike Banning and, is bigger than all of us. And the only thing bigger than Mike Banning is the Earth itself. Yeah. Damn, dude. Let's go. Yeah. He, he, needs to be, he needs to be Snake Plissken. He needs to be like yeah. an epic. It needs to be like, oh, my dad and I went to sleep in the Cessnep tanks. Now it's a thousand <laughs> years later. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking robots have taken over. Skynet is sucking our dicks for battery power. Let's go. Earth yeah. has fallen. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Earth has fallen 2024. Gary. If you're listening, I love you so much. <laughs> please, please make this movie. And congratulations on all your success. Uh, ratings. Uh, I'm going to give this three Juds. I think it's slightly better than Olympus. And, and I wouldn't have said that on an initial watch, but watching it again for this, I, I enjoyed it more. Uh, and I And I also would like to give it a little extra points for the beginning of a relationship that Jerry Butler has with director Rick Roman Waugh that's that's borne some fruit. The okay. other movies are are better than this. Yeah. Um Zero Douglases, of course. And I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten flocks of drones. Yeah, those are cool. Uh I'm gonna give I'm gonna go back to two and a half and again again, even though it's technically, I think, better made and <laughs> It's like a better movie than the other two, but it's just like that's not what I think those movies needed. Uh, that's not what I thought those movies had going for them was like, you know, I was not interested in nuanced character development or better looking cinematography or any of the stuff that this movie does better than the others. This movie is less carnage um, and, you know, just just less of the belligerence that I like so much or that it is the thing that I like the most, at least about them. I'll agree uh, with that, but I, I do think this is roundly the like sort of more ordinary good movie. Absolutely. And, and but operative on uh, operative that's word a, being that's or, a bad ordinary thing too. Yeah, exactly. Um, zero Douglases, of course, no fucking in these. And <laughs> I'm going to give it uh 10 out of 10 armpit stabs. <laughs> that this was good. Yay. Yeah. Done. Over. Can you imagine? Uh, that's that oh, does seem pits. like the worst thing. Yeah. Sniffing it. <laughs> and I sniff. <laughs> yeah, it's just super stark afterwards. You guys can't um, see in the zoom, so we're doing We're doing the sniffy, the superstar oh, yeah. thing. Um I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it three Juds because I did like it more than Olympus. I didn't like it as much as London. It was it felt too safe. Yeah, especially about it with you guys. Like, I did want more carnage. I wanted more, more blood. Um, I did like the Nick Nolte bits though, and I liked the super creepy like bat insect uh, drones. I thought that was really creepy. Um, but I'm gonna give it zero. Misses, no time for that. And I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, slow motion blasted into the air. <laughs> yeah, but the, but in all reality, there's probably more like. 40 or 50 of them in this movie like it they do they love yep. that shit in this movie <laughs> yeah there's a lot there's a lot of them <laughs> there's a lot the 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 booby trapped uh blue ridge mountains like prime accord stuff like where all those bombs are going off that's actually really cool it's pretty fun there's fun stuff and it. it's fine yeah it's, it's fine. fine it's fine it's it's got a lot to follow yeah it does um speaking of a lot to follow uh what are we doing next well, 
R.I.P. Hurricane Billy, we're going to do a William Friedkin episode. Fuck yes. Uh, which is going to contain some some oldies but goodies. What are we doing? We're doing cruising. Yeah. We're doing to live and die in L.A. Oh, yeah. What's the third one? It is Rampage. 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 A lesser known. Tough to see. Let us know if you have a hard time watching it. We can't help you find how to watch it anyway. So, but that leaves the, that know. leaves plenty more freaking on the board for us to do it yeah. at other times too. But yeah, uh, I mean, I'm really like, excited. We have lots of choices, but I wanted to do some some oldies, and also I just really wanted to watch To Live and Die in L.A. again, which is a masterpiece. Oh my god, it's so good. Just I'm stoked. Know- I haven't seen that in a really long time. Haven't but seen that have in a long time. It? Haven't. I've seen it. I saw it once a long time ago. I saw Cruising not too long ago. Uh, never seen Rampage, so I'm excited. I like Friedkin a lot. So Rampage is rough. You guys might have to split the uh, the VHS. Yeah, we'll cut it right we'll in half. Figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's it's one of the. It's like very typical Friedkin in that it is, uh, um, provocative, and politically completely backwards. Yeah, Friedkin's so have, a piece of shit. Have fun he, with that. He's one he's of my favorite of directors. But also, like, there ain't nothing he won't do. He directed. He direct, his movies were as he were like him. Like, yeah, he he was a he it was a, he, he he valued provocation above all things, and I think that's a good idea. And he was kind of a cruel guy too. But he I, could be. But he's made some of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, Sorcerer is probably my top thirty favorite oh, movies of Sorcerer's all time. So good. Uh, I, so I have good, French yeah. Connection. Uh, Fr- French Connection melt your Guardian, fucking brain. Blue chips. The, the Guardian, of course. You, that movie the, stuck, where that guy's stuck in the windshield. That's the hunt, a different guy. The hunted. Is that not? Uh, <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's Stuart that's Gordon. Stuart Gordon. <laughs> I look forward to well, doing there, The Hunted someday. All, it's great. There was also Rules of Engagement that we roundly hated. Oh, oh yeah, that fucking sucked. Yeah. yeah. Well, I you mean, know, I mean, bag. he's not immune. He's a mixed yeah. bag. For but sure. we're, we're doing a freaking episode. Stop freaking call Beacon. If you're from Seattle, you'll know what that joke is. I don't think we're going to call it that. But, no, we're not going to But I like it. it. Uh, but that's it. We did it. We did uh, it. We can, we can go to bed now, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this, have one, this one had to be remote. Uh, Until next time. The suspense is killing you. Oh my. Oh my XO, bye bye. LOL. Bye. GTG, bye bye. One mic, one mic, one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic, one mic, one mic. That's all I need. All I need is one mic, one mic, one mic. All I need, niggas. All I need is one mic, one mic, one mic, one mic. Yeah. All I need is one blunt, one page, and one pen, one prayer. Tell God, forgive me for one sin.